are two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. And welcome to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, 30 and still gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? I'm I'm trying to remain calm, but I think that the more coffee I drink, the more the more I'm getting ready to rant. That's that's your superpower. You're like the incredible Hulk. But instead of getting angry, he gets more powerful. The more angry you get, the more the more powerful you get at with with ranting there you go you get more more aggravated the more stupidity that the more powerful you get <laughs> I, I i just you know what here's my biggest fear there's so much scramble going on right now of all the ridiculousness i have read and watched over the last six days that i know i'm gonna forget I, so i have to i have to remain calm and just pick a point and then I'm hoping from that point, I'll just go to the next one because they're all connected. Right. Right. Hold on one second. I don't know what's happening here all the time. What? Why is my chat all different all of a sudden? It's so weird. All right. Anyway, I need to, I need to, to announce that we're going live on the, uh, on the, on the channels here. This is, this is how it works, guys. This is how uh, announcements I have I have way too many things to do and not enough hands to do it. All right, that goes there. Send that. Okay. Announcements. Generation X Gaming in the Discord is there. And then let's go to Twitter real fast and pop that in there. You know, I don't even use Twitter anymore, Sarge. I just I literally just throw a thing up and I move on. I don't even I don't interact or do anything on social media. I was trying to get rid of it, um, but I'm like, eh, I'll just keep it. I'll just turn it on every once in a while because the news stories are there. So I tried, I tried uh, getting rid of Facebook. But I haven't, the, the, I haven't been on Facebook the, for years. The, to actually quit it is something like 13 screens deep before it lets you actually click. I want. Oh cancel. yeah. So I have to have. It's like calling a, a cable company. Yeah. Yeah, I have to have a little bit more time before I'm getting ready to cancel. But I'm canceling it. Yeah, it's it's like. Uh, it's like when you call the cable company, you're like, I don't want my cable box anymore. Like, like oh, yeah, it's, uh, we, we understand. So what can we do to make it better? No, I just want to cancel my – yeah, but what kind of package would you like? What kind of cho- shows you – I'm not watching anything, lady. Shut up. I just want to cancel my cable. Come and take the boxes. They'll be on the front lawn. All right? So all right. On today's show, let me bring up the, uh, the list here. Oh, Sarge, can you do me a favor this week? I didn't tell you before the show because I forgot to tell you. You have a sheet of paper in front of you? A sheet of paper? A sheet of paper. Do you have a sheet of paper in front of you? I have the big book of bull. Okay. Can you do me a favor and write down when we change subjects and just in order? You don't have to put a time a timestamp or anything. Just just what we're talking about and then the next topic, then put that down. So we can do it. So later on YouTube. I can put um, breakdowns for for people. I, that's all I need. 
That would that would help me help me wonder. Remember to remember to do that, but I guess when we change topics, we change topics about every five minutes. Yeah, but I, I need someone else to do that. I'm 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 doing too many things. What's going on, chat? All right, those of you that don't know what Generation X Gaming is, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. On today's show, we're going to be talking about Cyberpunk 2077 again. We're going to be talking about Star Citizen again. Again. Uh, we're going to talk about Destiny. Of, of, of course um we're gonna be talking about dc comics a little bit oh not the capital not talking about the no capital. we're not talking about dc the capital that's a different show okay, the that's, comics. A, that's a completely the different comics. show okay we're gonna be talking about marvel films or black widow i should say and movies being delayed yet again uh we're gonna talk about battlefield 6 a little bit we're gonna talk about microsoft uh, flight sim we're gonna talk about marvel avengers now i did this topic I did this topic uh, two days ago on my stream about journalism, about facts and fiction and opinions and stuff. So we're going we're gonna to get Sarge involved in that. Um, yeah, Destiny, Microsoft a little bit, and I believe... Oh, and Walt Disney World. We're going to talk about Walt Disney World uh, annual passes and stuff like that. So that is on today's show. If you would like to help us in out in any way, shape, or form, hit that like button down below or hit that down button. It doesn't really matter. Because all YouTube cares about is interaction, engagement. So make sure you engage, okay? If it's a thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, if you want to leave a comment down below, be a part of chat. Or if you want to go above and beyond all of that, you can hit that join button down below. It helps us out on this channel. Uh, there's, there's three kinds of engagement. There's the engagement on of online, how we're engaging. Right, we're engaging. There, there There's the engagement where you ask the girl to marry you. That's right. Never... That, right. That's not going to happen on this show. No. And then, and then the other engagement is John Luke Picard. Engage. <laughs> engage. So if you miss any of this, you can watch it after the fact over here on YouTube. And um, I'm going to take um, the audio versions of these when I get around to it. And they'll be up on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. All right. So here we go. I'm going to start off on, we're going to start off slow. We're gonna start off. We're gonna start please, off. Please, please, please start slow. Yeah, we're By gonna... the way, I think I think you need an emote for. Hey guys, we need to find. An hey guys, emote for that. we need to find an emote for that. An emote for. Hey guys. Yes, we need to find. I'm I'm thinking maybe I can get a head of Nick Swartzen somewhere. We can shrink it down. If if I do a Nick, well, we could we could do that, but uh, then copyright and DMCA's might happen yeah, or but whatever. All, all, you gotta, all you gotta do is change his nose. That's all you gotta do. You don't gotta do a, a physical picture shrunken down. We just gotta get an emo for. Hey guys, hey guys. We need, we need so instead of saying all good in chat, we can say hey guys. That's pretty good, George. We could probably use that one for the time being. All right, so let's start off slow. We'll we'll start off with um, let's start off with DC. Okay, we'll start off with a DC universe over here DC. so dc universe dc universe to rebrand oh oh god you guys saw it damn it you weren't supposed to see the wig oh I saw, I, damn it I didn't, see, I, I didn't see anything damn it, it didn't, show, didn't show up on the stream I, oh it did, it, did. Up on the it did on the i didn't see it right, we'll, we'll talk about that later guys we'll talk about that later it. all right dc universe to rebrand drop all film and TV content, okay? So DC Universe will officially rebrand as a service drops all film and TV content in favor of focusing on a digital comics first, okay? Warner Media DC Universe experiment 
was a short-lived one, and the service which had hoped to be a hub for all things DC was pushed by the company as the easiest way to access not only the po uh, popular DC comics, but the new TV show and DC films. As the company continues to pivot towards HBO Max, however, DC Universe is closing up shop, or at least rebranding significantly. Originally launched on September of 2018, DC Universe launched with a special offering like the R-rated Titan show and attempted to entice subscribers with access to a huge catalog of DC pro productions. On top of the original show, it was planned for the service like Swamp Thing and Doom Patrol to also offer an extensive back catalog of comics for fans to read digitally. It's almost instantly a hit snag. Uh, however, one of, the, of its exclusive shows, Swamp Thing, was canceled before it even aired. Good job, DC. And had 13 episodes ordered uh, to reduce to 10. While shows like Harley Quinn and Doom Patrol were well-received, they also weren't enough to get people onto the service in the numbers that Warner Media wanted. Now the company is pivoting, moving most of the DC films, as well as much of the 2021 lineup over to HBO Max as its primary streaming platform. So what's next for DC Universe? Well, the first order of the day is slightly rebranding DC Universe will now be known as DC Universe Infinite. And that describes as a premium digital comic book service and community and will host a large collection of DC comics and will also con uh, constantly add new selections from companies' various lines over time. As of January 21st, the service will have no original television content to speak of and will begin to focus entirely on the comic side of the business for either $8 a month or $75 a year. Subscribers will get access to all the comics on service and exist or existing subscribers will also be given a special thank you voucher redeemable at the DC shop. While there's no doubt removal of the content in the streaming line of the subscription may help the service focus better of servicing comics community while HBO Max can handle the television and film crowds. Hopefully the rebrand service will offer a strong lineup of comics and heroes that are allowed you to be successful in its own terms as a digital subscription service. So Sarge. So DC is basically having issues, okay, having issues with comics. Same with Marvel. Now, both me and you used to read comics when we were younger. We don't read comics anymore, okay? But we do watch... Oh, I, I, buy, I buy graphic novels on occasion. Yeah, I understand that. But what I'm saying is you're not like a diehard... You're, you're a normie when it comes to, to, to comics. To comics? Yes. Yeah, I'd be, I'd, yeah. Be, I'd, be, I'd be an earthling. Yeah. I would be an earthling in comics, yeah. So I do watch a lot of people because I'm interested in comics, and I watch a lot of YouTube channels that talk about comics and stuff like that. And the comic industry is struggling big time, Okay. Now, DC was trying to double dip here, right? Not only are they having their own subscription service for DC stuff, for comics and TV shows, but then they also moved all their television DC films and everything lined up to HBO Max. And now they've decided to take all the content, actual television content, animated, live action, all that stuff, and move it over all to HBO Max. And now they're just making comics for DC subscription service. Now, I do use Marvel... Um, was it uh, unlimited, which is a comic service subscription model. I've had it for about two months now. Unlimited comics. I don't know how, I don't know if they get all the comics, but they get a lot of comics, right? And it's been, it's really nice, but I do miss the pages of turning the pages and putting them in the sleeves and stuff like that. I, I do miss that. Um, as far as what do you think is happening with this industry for comics? Why comics were selling big time. So much so that all of media turned to comic books and superheroes shows and movies and all of this stuff, but yet sales are dropping like flies for the comics. Uh, why, why do you think this is? Well, I'm not, I'm not an economist, 
nor am I a comic book enthusiast any longer. However, being alive for as long as I have and paying attention to the things that I actually like, I can put some input into this conversation. First and foremost, the business model of all products now is inevitably going to be this subscription model. Whereas someone who likes product is going to pick, is going to pay a monthly fee to receive things that they may like each month in the area or hobby they deserve. So for me, I'm not interested. See, beforehand, it used to be I write something with a good story, with good characters that are relatable, something exciting or maybe intriguing, and then readers who read, I know there's very few of us left, like a story What's and then go out and buy those items because we enjoy stories and characters and fiction. So we purchase them. Now they want to collect money for the shittiest writing you could possibly do in the last 10 years. If anyone's been paying attention to comic books recently, it's just shitty writing, guys. Yeah. yeah. It's hack writers. Now, listen, I'm not saying that all writers are bad, but if we do a bell curve like any other industry, the grouping that's good is small. And you have the outer fringes, the wackadoos who do all the crazy tentacle comics over here, and the guys that do all the Christmas children books on this end. And then you have the guys that do the really good stuff, like people who do the MCU and people who do the Star Wars shows. Or, you know, not everyone can be good. But at this point in time, what is happening to the comic book industry is they can't get new readers to purchase their bad writing, period. The group that's already into comics, we have been in comics since we were kids. I've watched a bunch of older guys than me walk into the comic book store when I'm there talking to my friend who owns the shop, right? Older guys come in, they pick out the issues that they like, they have a subscription that they like from their from the actual store owner, they purchase a big stack, and they walk out the door. I saw wedding rings on some of those guys' hands. People read comics. If they grew up with comics, they like the actual media, they will continue to do so. The problem with current day comics is they can't get a foundation of people to buy into comics at this point, at least not large enough to be substantial. So what they're left with is the people who are currently reading comics. So anytime the people who have been reading comics since the 60s, okay, Early, or the golden that, age yeah. during the 50s, yeah. okay, those people know comics, read comics, know the authors, know the illustrationists, the, the illustrations, the guys, the inkers, the, the shaders, they know everybody, okay? And so now you want the concrete group to go and buy your hack shit in order to make a statement so other people will buy it. Yeah. Okay. And we don't want it because we don't like it. It's hack writing. Right. That's the problem. That's the baseline problem. They don't have it. They don't have it. They don't have a group for their new shit. That's what it is. So a subscription model lets people buy into it to where they can go to or bad. Yeah. Right. Good, Good or, or bad. bad. We're going to just send you some stuff. It's going to be fun. You're going to get some comics. We're going to steal some money from you. It's going to be a good time. Like, that's that's what they want. They want a subscription model so they can make an, a consumer base that they can say, well, we're selling comics. We're yeah. selling comics. Yeah. You're not selling comics, right? Natural order 
of business should be taking place. Subscription models should not be used to, to bury bad business, bad writers, bad business models buried under a subscription model in order for those businesses to remain solvent. Right. To almost, That's the problem. Right. To, to almost make it look like the sucky comics are selling, even though they're not. Right. Because right. right. they, they need to go. The, the, the problem is, I, I don't understand where it happened. Where in in the, and I know it's like I'm an old guy. I'm only 42, but back in the day, before, way before I was born, okay, you made a product, and if it was a good product, it sold, and if it wasn't a good product, it didn't sell. Now, if a product doesn't sell, you, you Sarge, the white male, it's my fault. It's your fault that it didn't make the money yeah. that it made because. The comic book that you didn't weren't you weren't interested in, that you My didn't fault. that you didn't want to buy because of whatever reason. Maybe it was the art, maybe it was the story, maybe it was the whatever it is. Okay, not because it was a bad story or a bad the comic. Reasons, the same reasons why I buy a comic are the same reasons why I don't buy a comic. A exactly. There's no difference. Right. It's not because the comic didn't do well because I'm white male, or the comic did bad because I'm white male. The comic did good because it was good. It was it was it, written well. Exactly had a good characters, had good development. The comic did bad because it had none of those. The the the, the problem is there's not enough. I think a lot of the people that are getting the jobs, um, are, are are getting their first time and they and they haven't they haven't done anything, right? They get an opportunity right. and they're like, yeah, you could write. Let's let's write a comic and they they give them like a big character. I'm just example like a Batman character. Remember that Batman character that we talked about where they made it into like a like a fucking vampire diaries where it was like a sexy Batman with sexy uh, Catwoman with sexy, you know, and they're, and they're like bisexual or whatever. And I'm like, what's happening? Who's, who's the, who's that market? Right. Who's that market. Right. They're right. trying, they're somebody, trying to appeal somebody, to the newer, somebody, right. to the newer they're version. Trying, right. Even though those but, people are not interested but, in but, comics. But see, but this is where the infinite infinitives get problems. You have problems when you talk to people like this. Okay. So I believe that there are transgender, multiracial, uh, binary individuals who like comic books. Okay. Right. But there's not enough of them to warrant putting out a book exactly. based solely on them. Right. And then and, and then, because and because the rest of us are not into that comic, it, right? it's our fault that it didn't do well. That it didn't make it. If it's if it's a niche market, then I guess you have to do a small printing. And sell to those people if you believe that right. that market exists. Right. But you can't make and you can't make an assumption. Try to start a market when the market's not big enough, or you don't know your market. Right. And want the other people to buy stuff that they're not interested in. So, so for instance, I can look at my stats for YouTube, and I can see who's watching my content. And my content is anyone over, basically over the age of twenty-five to forty. Right. Is that's my that's my wheelhouse. So would I make content? All of a sudden, for twelve-year-olds, even though the content that I'm making is for twenty-five to forty-year-olds, right? If I'm starting to make content outside the realm, yes, I'm trying to get into that market, but I can't blame the twenty-five to forty-year-olds for not buying the twelve-year-old content that I'm creating. Like, guys, how come you're not making watching my content, right? Uh, it just doesn't work. If I start playing Minecraft and start going, "Hey guys, welcome to and start doing it. The, the the 25 year olds and 40 year olds would be like uh what the hell is happening like i don't I'm not, i don't want to watch this okay and that's the problem they're they're trying to capture people that are not even interested in comics 
And they're like, how do we get them into the comics? Well, what's happening right now, Steve? Well, let me ask the guy that's out of touch. What, what are they? Well, don't the kids like uh, lightsabers? Let's, let's, let's put some lifesavers in there. What, what do they call that? Oh, yeah, someone identifies the tree. Let's put a tree in the comic book and let's give it superpowers. What's a cool superpower, right? And they start doing stuff and it doesn't sell. It doesn't sell. And if they have an agenda, they can't make a new character because no one's going to buy a new IP that have no idea what it is when it has virtual signaling in it. So they have to take so an old so character that, that we and already then, know, and then we already know it's established it in there, right? And, and right. force and force right. the square peg into the round right. hole, right? And then want to know why the original people who know the character don't want to buy it. Yeah, and they and then they blame the people. You didn't want to buy it because you're racist, listen, or you're a bigot, or hey, you're sexist. You can, listen, or, I got news for you. You can make up whatever ist you want about why your product didn't sell. The end result of your product not selling is it wasn't good enough to sell. Bottom line, that's it. Right. Subscription models to me are an easy way yes. for bad businesses to stay afloat longer than they should. Right. Well, that, and I that, don't agree and, with them. And that's the thing. Right. So they're making another subscription model service. So if there are shitty comics, they get tossed in with the good comics. And then as a service, they go, oh, well, DC Universe Infinite, whatever it's called now. Uh, made this much, right? And then they can say this shitty comic made uh, uh, this many people are subscribed. So it it sold 100,000 copies, but it didn't sell 100,000 copies. The service yes. sold 100,000 copies. Yes, but what's, what's worse, if you take that just one step back, is they count sales from the printer. They don't count sales from the store. Right. So it's up to the guys who make the comic to push it on comic book stores and say, oh, it's hot comic. It's going to be hot, hot, hot. We're going to come out with a little series. We're going to come out with a little show comes out, a little mini series. You guys are going to blow it out. So the guy orders like 500 comics. Yep. He sells three and he's sitting on 497 yep. that just sit in his store and rot. But they sold them. Right. They sold 500. Like, that's, even though they sold 300. That's three. the problem. Right. That's the problem. Yeah. So. I don't know what you guys think, chat. I don't know if you guys are, are – do you guys go to your local comic book shop? Do you guys uh, buy the new comics? Are you in for new comics? Are you, like, just buying the old stuff and the things that you that you know, like your real house? You know what I mean? Like if you go to a restaurant, you don't get the new stuff on the menu. You're like, I I'm comfortable with the old stuff. And you just keep getting that steak dinner and over and over. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like DC Comics and Marvel Comics uh, – I'm reading some of the comics uh, on the Marvel Ultimate uh, Unlimited I love it. I, but then again, I haven't read comics in like 15 to 20 years. So I'm I'm catching back up. Right. I'm catching back up of things that were written way before now that I'm 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 reading up to where the new stuff coming out. I, I'm not even close to even touching those. You have to you have to have people who want to read that kind of thing. This is not something that can be fixed with a subscription model or trying to force it onto people online or on in your little Twitter feed about buy this, buy that. If you grew up reading comic books, then you grew up reading comic books. If you're a person who doesn't read, if you're a person who never never watched any of this kind of stuff that we grew right. up with, if you're not if you're not into superheroes, you know, there's a the, the, the group of people who like comics, I'm sure is a large group but not as large as they want it to be right. in current day market. Yeah. Right. It's just not anymore. I also think, so how do you, how do you get people to get into comics? Right. So instead of being the book into the movie, now you have to do the video game that makes me want to buy the comic. That's, that's the direction we are in right now. So in order for them to sell comics now, you'd have to come out with a really great video game and then make a story about that character and then everyone be like, that was really cool. 
I like the story with this guy. This character was really cool. And then you make a series based off the video game with the continuing stories of so-and-so. Right. And that's the way to get people to come back in. But what they're doing now is, is it's not sustainable, right? People are not buying comic books. They don't care. Number one reason is they don't want to be told what to buy. I will buy what I like. If you don't have that item, I will find someone who does. I'll go to Japan. I'll, I'll go to Marvel. Whoever else is writing, I'll right. go to the independent comic book guys who are coming up. Which are and, nice. And, There's a lot of coming by the way, up. Yeah. Those guys are doing a fantastic job, by the way. If you guys don't know and understand the underground comic the underground comic book industry now of these independent guys raising money and just printing their own stuff, I'm like, yeah, it's perfect because that's that's what they have to do. They, they have, that's what they, have they, to do. they know they have 200 people interested. They print 200 copies and they and they send them out. Right. You know, uh, a la listen, carte. Uh, a la carte. Once again, it's very hard to discuss this kind of thing without infinitives. Most people don't like being preached to. I don't think I don't think currently right now that there is really a drop off of people who read comics. I believe that there's less things that are interesting to current comic book readers that they're not buying into. Right. Now, now whether or not you want to label it as repeat stories, people are doing the same thing, there's nothing new. Now, of course, if you're older, you've seen a lot of stuff. So for something to be interesting to you, you either have to let it be interesting to you, or it has to be something so far off the deep end that you're willing to take a risk on it. Right, right. Right? Otherwise, these standard stories, if you start reading through a story, just like you do it now, Mike, at 42, I'm sure some kids can do it at 32. When you're reading a story, you go, well, I know how this is going to end. Oh, yeah. You want to know yeah. You want to know why you know how that's going to end? Because, because just, writers yeah, copy the same yeah. shit over and over again. Yeah. It doesn't take a genius. It's the same tropes. A, yeah. a to B equals C over yeah. and over again. And then someone goes, I got this great story. Yeah, what is it called? A. Oh, I'm interested. Yeah. Who's in it? Oh, well, B's in it. Oh, well. I've 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 read this comic. Like you, right. it's very hard to come up with something new. I understand, but what they're doing to the readers are the assessment of blame to an industry who has sustained it for fifty-five years, sixty years. Okay, you can't say that we're the ones to blame, right? For the oh, for the destruction oh. of your industry. Well, then I also want credit for that product. Bad product but, equals you go away. But I also want credit, though, that if it wasn't for us, they wouldn't be where they are today to complain about the people that are not buying their comics, right? Because the consumers, the customers back in the day, we're the ones that made them hundreds and millions of dollars to become the... the That's why they're still here. They're, exactly. But now they're, now, they're, now they're shooting us down because we don't like the stuff that they're producing, right? Instead of going... Hey guys, we missed out on that one. Let's 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 try to come up with a better character next time. They're let's like, try to understand. You're, you're the problem. problem. You're yep. the problem. <laughs> right. You. Yeah. You. You're the problem. You are the problem. Water. By the way, we're we're gonna keep track, man. Every time something comes out this year that's already come out, whether it be a video game, movie, we're counting it. It's the year of the remake. I'm telling you, they're too far behind in media to come out with their own stuff. They need money in the pipeline. It's remake year. I'm telling you. Rock Tooth, there's a whole thing. On, I, and I, I'm way out of my lead to talk about comic book shops and what's going on with them. But the comic book shops are being screwed by the publishers big time. Um, there's much better people to talk about that. About It's not the store's fault. It's not the comic shop's fault about bad, about bad stuff. It's about the publishers creating the stuff and then selling garbage to them. 
and then when they buy them they don't buy them back and stuff there's there's a ton of videos to watch i don't maybe you're not following or maybe to, you are we would have to interview a comic book owner yeah yeah i would i would i would love to to do that to to find out exactly what's going on there because it's it's bad news there and especially what happened last year which is still happening this year you know the 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 plague they were getting they were getting screwed big time they were getting screwed before that happened and then the the bottom the bottom dropped out and a lot of people went under because of it <clears throat> And Marvel, Listen, man, Marvel, and then other like, no, nope, sorry, we is, can't, we can't help when you. When everything is, when everything is good, nothing looks like it could go wrong. But when the pipeline of of media and the art's bad, the stories are bad. When the pipeline starts to be, these things are bad in our eyes. We don't like them. When you have a giant backup of like eight or nine series of just total, total crap, and the comic book guys are forced to buy it, and then they can't get rid of it because nobody wants to buy it. How do you stay in business? You don't. You do not stay in business, but I understand you have some new writers. I understand you've got some new yeah. illustrators. Yeah. I know you got, I, I get it. The pipeline keeps moving. There's young guys, there's old guys. Well, maybe something has to happen. How about, how about the old guys sit down with the new guys for like a month and discuss what it is to do this job, right? How about some writers who know how to write, sit down with the guys who are not as good as writing. Maybe they should take some writing classes and discuss plots and plot holes and character development. And, and, and the details of uh, a story. Maybe they should get together and actually help each other instead of having two factions, the ones who know how to write and the ones who are force-fed bullshit who are trying to sell it to you. Like, that's not how you're going to run a business. You're not going to grow. No one's going to start buying comics out of their ass because of, of you You want me to. Right. This is it's a, it's a touchy subject. So subscription model, hmm, Band-Aid. Yeah, Band-Aid yep. band on the leaky boat. Well, that's that's what the game Subscription models, Band-Aid on the, the game, leaky That's boat. what the gaming industry is doing the exact same thing, right? They're doing the exact same thing. All right. Like, the next story I want to talk about. Write this down. Next story. First story, we talked about DC. Next story, Marvel's Black Widow expected to be delayed yet again. Marvel's Black Widow is expected to be delayed again. According to recent reports, Variety accounts on the situation points out 2020 delay is not letting up in 2021. No shit. Like, all of a sudden, New Year's ended, and everyone's like, oh, the plague was in 2020. 2021 is a brand new year. No, it's still yeah. here, people. Brand new. Still here. New car smell. Yeah. New car smell. As, a multi as, as a multiple parts of the United States continue to struggle with the coronavirus pandemic, the prospects of people being able to fill up the theaters is not exactly promising at the moment. And with the spring does not pan out as way the people anticipated when the vaccine was announced, it would be likely that there would be another delay. And of course, the action would be uh, open the doors for the Disney Plus release at some point. Because the company can't just keep kicking, uh, they can down uh, down the road forever. Variety's information there lies up with conversationals thinking on the subject. Certain fans have been calling for the streaming release solutions since the midsummer. However, the reception of the Wonder Woman 1984 over at HBO Max could be fresh in decision makers minds yeah because subscription service shitty movies don't like shitty movies blame uh people that well it's your fault didn't it, it, it wasn't good it's been a massive game of musical chairs and most theatrical releases morbius moved to the fall in order to outlast the pandemic's worst moments but black widow it was set to debut on may 7th right now it looks like less than likely that everything will work out but marvel studios brass will have to take a stock of situations and involves quote i mean confidence is meaningless in today's world because nobody knows anything hope spring internal marvel studios president producer kevin feige explained to comicbook.com when asked that Black Widow's chances of releasing in theaters rather than Disney Plus, 
quote, a year delay. You hope it would be enough. There's a vaccine out there now, and we'll see. I certainly hope so. I want to be back in theaters with people, unquote. WandaVision is currently streaming on Disney Plus, and the rest of the 2020 was lineup, including The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is scheduled to premiere on Disney Plus on March 19th. Black Widow is in theaters on May 7th, and Loki is debuting on Disney Plus in May. Shang-Chi is also The Legend of the Ten Rings is in theaters on July 9th. What if on Disney Plus this summer, Internals in theaters on November 5th, and Miss Marvel and Hawkeye coming to Disney Plus later in the year, and Marvel Spider-Man 3 is in theaters on December 17th. Will you be watching... Black Widow in theaters whenever it drops, or will you be hoping that it does on Disney Plus? Look, Disney, first of all, Marvel, this is one of the things that Marvel dropped the ball on, okay? They dropped the ball big time on Black Widow's character, right? She was introduced early on in the Iron Man series, okay? They couldn't fit her in. And then they started doing Avengers, and they did everyone up to her, okay? Even Hulk had his before, like, the main, they they had a solo movie with Hulk, even though it's not part of, but it is part of, Ed Norton's Hulk is part of it. Um, they, they dropped the ball on, on her character and her story arc. It's been eight years, now nine years, okay? And now we're, we're, we're pushing it more and more, and it's like, where does this story fit? They keep postponing it. Is it even a part of the, of the whole, the whole pie? You know what I mean? Is it the last like opening scene credit or closing scene credits? Something that they that's going to earth shatter the the timeline of everything we watched in in Marvel Avengers? I don't know, but I think they should just release it because they're not going to make their money back on 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 Black Widow. They're not. They're just not going to in this in this state. Even if the doors open tomorrow, and everyone can go back to the theaters, I don't think just because the coup is gone doesn't mean everyone's going back because they're vaccinated. Everyone's going to thrive to the theaters. There's so much more mental problems. I have anxiety now, Sarge, that I've never had before in my entire life in large crowds. Okay? It's because you watch too much TV? I don't watch any TV. Well, you're paying attention to too much information from somewhere. Otherwise, you wouldn't have anxiety from being out amongst people. Right. Well, it's because of the masks and everything else, right? Now, I'm, I'm afraid everyone's trying to kill me, even though I really don't care. But at the same time, some days it hits me and some days it doesn't. And I'm like... So even if it's clear, okay, I don't I don't know if I can go back to a packed theater at 8 p.m. on an opening night of a theater. I have to go to the 10 o'clock show when there's like grandma and, and grandpa and me in the theater on the on the early shows, right? Like, it'll it, they're not going to make the money, and if they do make the money, they're not going to get the big chunks of of cash on opening weekend. It's going to be drawn out over three four five six like it was back in the early 2000s late 90s okay when titanic was in the theaters for like 36 weeks and my big fat greek wedding was in there for like 57 weeks right they they were in there for so long theaters don't do that anymore they signed a contract last year remember 17 days a movie gets released and 17 days later it's on your on your television so what's what's happening now if black widow goes to theaters for two weeks Right. Three weekends, two weeks. OK, it starts on a Friday and then ends on a, a two weeks on a Friday later. What's 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 the big deal? 17 days later, you're going to be on Disney Plus anyway. So do you think in that 17 days, OK, that you're going to make enough money to recoup your 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 stuff that you paid for? No, you have to now make sure that you're going to make your money off of something else and want subscription models to come in for Disney Plus. Right. Once again, I personally don't know the breakdown of how the streaming services pay out theaters. I don't know if it's a chunk of money up front 
and then depending how many people view the movie over the set number, you talk about the streaming service, or you talk about theaters. Yeah. You're talking no, about no, streaming no, service. No, yeah, okay. no, the theater's the theater. I know yeah, the yeah, theater yeah, okay. business model works. Well, you said right? theater. So we don't, we don't know. We don't know what that what that split is. So if for two weeks they're in the theater and they make X number of dollars, and then they get a chunk of money from Netflix or from whatever streaming service has it, they get a chunk of money up front. Well, they wouldn't get any money up movie. front because Marvel made the film. So if it just goes to Disney Plus, it's just Disney putting it onto their site. They don't get any money. Uh, I, I'm saying no, under normal circumstances, you would have to pay, give money up front, right? If, if so it's a third-party site. Yeah, if it's a third-party. It's, it, it's almost like it's the Amazon business model where even though we're losing money, we're staying in business because you're stealing money from Paul to give to Peter type of thing. It doesn't make a lot of sense because if it's if it if all current superhero movies in the last decade except for wonder woman 84 made a billion dollars there's no way yeah. under current conditions you'll never make it that any movie is going to be making a billion dollars in the same time frame no so what does that mean well the people who are actually working on the film still get paid they get hourly checks monthly checks they get their money actors get their money from their contracts so obviously the contract money for actors has to come down Right. Obviously, there's no points in the back end for all the people that are involved in back end <clears throat> points. So how does the structure work right now? They're all all theaters, all the the, the uh, studios. They are in panic mode about deciding what the new algorithm is going to be like. What is the new way of doing business? They don't know yet. They don't know because they don't know how much money they can make on a film currently in today's market between. Right short-term release in the theater and long-term release on a streaming service the only the only way i can see it is like a movie like a third party that's not part of at&t warner media or not part of disney they can shop their movie and go hey netflix do you want to pay the, for this movie uh 500 million dollars and they're like all right 500 million dollars we'll give you that we'll, we'll give you it because they think that's how much the movie will make at least make their money back at this point now Disney, if they make their movie and they show it on their site, they're not they're not paying anybody to see their movie. They're just waiting for subscribers to come. The only way I can think of this works is they release it on Disney Plus and at a premium. Like they have to charge for the first like month or so. And then after that, it goes away maybe for a couple months and then it relaunches for free on Disney Plus. I don't know. I mean, okay, they're, they're okay, in trouble. Well no, no. Let's 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 go down that road, bro. Let's go down that road. How much is Disney Plus right now? Um, I, well, there's a couple of different packages. Let me let me look it up. Um, right. I, I want to say it's like twelve bucks, eight bucks, something like that. Let me see. All right, so let, let's go down that road. I have Disney Plus for twelve bucks a month. It's uh, okay. six. It's six ninety nine a month or seventy dollars a year if you sign up for Disney Plus only. Six ninety nine a month or six ninety nine for for the year. There's like okay. Hulu and ESPN packages on top of that. No, no, I get it. So let, let's just call it, let's call it 12 bucks a month. Let's just call it 12 bucks a month. So I have Disney Plus for 12 bucks a month. I get the standard packages that, that are on Disney Plus currently, Disney shows and whatnot. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, they release like, and this is, this is of course, me speculating on what I would do if I was the studios. If I release four major motion pictures a year, and they're going to go to Disney Plus, then... The four movies that are on Disney Plus are part of the package. But now, anything else after that, you'd have to pay for it. Mm. A, a percentage. Like maybe a $2.99, $4.99 additional. 
So you set the standard by saying you get this much. If you want to see more movies that come out of the theater, you got to pay the extra. But now because we're paying the extra for those extra movies over four, we've got a new package for you for $29.99 uh, a yeah. month. You get yeah. to see them all. So you see they they just they wedge it in and then they'll they'll expand on it later. That's what they're gonna have to do. The, yeah. But then in that but in that world, if I multiply that by how many streaming services there are, someone who decided to cut the cable because their cable bill was too high goes right back into the series into the series where I'm paying two, three hundred dollars a month for entertainment on my television where I was getting it before. The, the only way I can see this working. And God, I would hate to put this out there for them because they're going to take this and they'll they'll do this. Don't, don't don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. I gotta say it because don't say it. I, I gotta say it. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what. You write it down on an envelope and seal the envelope, and then when it comes out, you rip open the envelope. But I I gotta say it because it's part of the point. Okay. I don't know. If you want to give it to them, bro? They're they're they're, 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 they're charging. They're charging. Th I already said this a while ago, right? They can make another package, right? It's six ninety nine for for Disney Plus. It's $12.99 for Disney Plus that so comes with Hulu and ESPN Plus, right? You get Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus for $12.99. If you want, like, Mulan that came out or Onward that came out, these premium movies that come out, all they're going to have to do is that they're going to have to have a separate where they charge, like, Disney Premium or Disney Plus Premium or Disney Plus Plus, whatever you want to fucking call it, okay, where you pay a $30 a month type thing. Okay, and then you get all the releases that Disney is going to release in theaters into your home. Okay, so yes, they're still charging more. They're charging double the price, uh, double two two and a half times the price if it's because thirty dollars for Mulan, the one Mulan, right? Just like Gator said in chat, I'll, I have all the time in the world. I'll just wait, right? Or T.O. I'm sorry, T.O. Five said it. I would I would think they would charge for Black Widow just like they did with Mulan. Okay, but Dory but said let he me, would let me wait. Just, I I, I, let me, I can wait too. But what I'm saying is, if they don't let you wait, where you can't see Mulan, you can't see Black Widow, you can't see the movies that are supposed to come in theaters this year unless you get the premium premium service, right? That's the only way I see them making this work for Disney Plus, Disney Plus Plus, or Disney Plus Premium, or whatever the hell so, it is. So, like people have said in chat, so back in the day. When you saw a movie in the theater, it was a good year, right. maybe two, right. before it went on HBO or cable. And the DVD didn't come out until after that. Then it went down to six months. Then it went down to three months. Right. Then we had COVID. Right. Not so 17 days. So now yeah. you're telling me. So before the, the, the FOMO of missing out on the movie was then. It's no longer there. When I saw a movie in the theater, I knew that if I didn't watch it in the theater, you there was wait. no way I was going to see this movie for at least a year. Right, and you had you a wanted year. to go. Right, you had, you wanted to go. So that's why you went to the theater right. because you, that, if, yes. if I'm going to wait, I want to experience the movie. But because everything's been shortened down so much, the FOMO is not there anymore. If I don't watch a movie, it'll be on cable in three months. Yeah, yeah. And if it's not on cable, it's on one of the streaming services that I happen to have. So what 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 makes me want to go to the theater? <clears throat> well, write it down. Big book of bull, the big book of bull that they're going to charge a premium service. If it's Disney Plus, Disney Plus Premium, Disney Plus Plus, something along those lines, because Disney Disney charge was premium, charge premium service for what? What's the specifics for for their theatrical releases? Right. So Disney was thirty percent, thirty five percent of the actual movie market. Okay. 
if Disney decided they didn't want to show a movie in theaters, your movie theater wouldn't make money that year because they have and they own 35% of the market, which is fucking huge for one company to do, right? So they came out with multiple movies, 12, 13, 15 movies a year. They kind of want one a month, one a month for the year, and they control 35% of the marketplace, okay? So that's big. It's huge. They're the largest, right? Everyone else is in like, I don't even think anyone else is in double digits, okay? So they own 35% of the market, and I think they came out with 12 movies or 15 movies, and out of the 12 move, 15 movies that came out the last couple of years besides last year, last year was didn't count, but before that, I think seven, seven of the 12 movies made a billion dollars, right? So they, they made a ridiculous amount of money because they own 35% of the market share. Well, if they do this, and they do exactly what we just said, where... They don't show it for a year. It only comes out to the people that pay the premium price, and you have to get it for a year. You have to get it for a year. It's not just right. thirty bucks a month. It's it it breaks down to thirty dollars a month, but it's right. actually it's actually like a, a four hundred dollar plan to get it right. Remember a right. couple years ago when people were trying to get these systems in their house, where when it when it showed up in the theater, it would show up in your house at the exact same time. There were thousands and thousands of dollars to own these systems in your house. Only the richest of the richest got this. Now you have a little box in your house and you can beam it to your television set. Now everyone, remember when they said that everyone should have a camera on them and they're like, fuck you, I don't want a camera. And then everyone made created a cell phone. Now everyone has a microphone and cell phone on them. Well, they've yep. implemented that in, into all your television sets now. Now everyone has Disney Plus or everyone has HBO by a beam of a satellite dish down to your down to your thing by a little thumb drive in the back of your 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 HDM. I, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised that if he, very soon televisions will have either Disney or Netflix or whatever included into the TV at its sale, and a portion of that money that the TV goes sale to, goes to Disney yeah. or goes to the yeah, by this, you, that's by the sixty five inch television. Or for for three hundred dollars, or get the sixty five inch television with the full package for the year, right? 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 For six hundred dollars, right? I'm I'm t I'm telling you, right? I'm telling you, absolutely plausible, yeah. absolutely plausible. So I think I think that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to make a premium price. They're, they're, it's going to take them a little time. If they're if they're fans of the show, they'll watch it and get it much faster. But if they if they don't watch the show, it'll it'll get to them about. 2022 2023 they'll make an announcement that they're, they're doing premium prices maybe I'll, I'll put that down 2022 people try to capitalize on the popularity of the movie while the theaters so they can continue to make money off of it uh they also caused the uh by waiting for the subscription service and they had to feed it used it to, to go to the theater and maybe to uh buy the tape 20 bucks for a year for me 10 uh, 10 a month now right but it's, it's a completely different beast now because if you can get the if you can get the movie 17 days later after it's in theaters, then there's no point to go to the theaters unless you want that experience. Well, right now we're in a pandemic. You really don't want that experience, right? You also get an experience that you can watch the movie live and also get the, the bug if you're if you're paranoid about it, right? Like, I go out. I go to places. I eat at restaurants and stuff, right? But the movie theaters are not going to survive. And now the industry is not going to survive because they're not going to make... So the movies that were making a billion dollars are not going to make $400 million. So, so then the scaling of your actual income has, the, has, has to move. To come yep. down. Has to come has down. Has to come down. You mean to tell me that an actor is not worth twenty million dollars for a film? Oh my God! What a surprise! Right? What a surprise! You're not worth twenty million dollars, man. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. So I don't know. Going from that, going to the next story I want to talk about is going right into Disney, right? So we talked about Black Widow coming on to maybe coming on to. Uh, that were being delayed in theaters. Now, 
what's happening with Disney, they already, they're already doing this with Magic Kingdom. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Disneyland. Let me find the article real fast. Okay. So in Disneyland, they are, Disneyland cancels its annual pass program. Okay. Now, <clears throat> CNN repeat visits to Disneyland, Disneyland California Adventure haven't been possible since the theme park closed at the start of COVID pandemic. And now the park's annual pass program is officially coming to an end. Disney Parks announced Wednesday that they will be canceling annual passes and replace them with a new program. Eligible annual pass holders will be issued uh, a prorated refunds. And the company said the amount which they can be clicked here. Okay. Uh, quote, due to the continued uncertainty of the pandemic and limitations around the reopening of California theme parks, we'll be issuing a appropriate refunds for the eligible, uh, eligible Disneyland Resort annual pass holders and sunsetting. Oh, God, they use the word sunsetting. Sunsetting the current give, program. Give me, give me pains in my chest. Yeah, unquote. Disneyland president Ken uh, uh, Potrock said in a statement, quote, we are currently developing a new membership offering that is utilized customers insight to deliver choice, flexibility and value of our biggest fans. Sure, you are. Mm, I okay. love that corporate speak. Don't yep. you love that? Corporate I love that. Speak? Love that corporate speak. Um, oh, man, it gets me hard. It's it's, corporate speak. it's unclear when exactly the theme parts will open and when the new program will be unavailable. Uh, uh, Un unveiled Disney has been pushing California governor Gavin Newsom to allow the theme parks to be reopened for much later in the year or uh, much of last year, though it was permanent to understate the restrictions of COVID case numbers. Daily COVID cases in Orange County, where Disney parks are located, have been rising sharply since December. So here's the thing. They've already done it with Disneyland. Now, now I'm an annual pass holder for Disney World. OK, Disneyland, Disney World are two different beasts. OK, Disneyland's like a fraction of the size of what Disney World is. Now there's people talking about that Disney World. All right. <clears throat> right, so now there's talks about Disney World canceling the annual passes, but here's the reason they're giving that they might be talking about getting rid of the annual passes in Disney World. And wait, wait for you to hear this, Sarge. Okay, they're talking about it as because of influencers. Okay, there are so many people that are influencers or YouTube channels that have. When you go to the parks now, you see anyone and everyone walking around with the phone in their hand, videotaping with the big cameras, not, not just the phone, big cameras. They're taking pictures of blogs for Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and all these other other things. And they're all over the place. So like when you go try to get a fast pass, when fast passes were still a thing, you couldn't get them because they they took them up. They they got there, right? They got entrance to to uh, first rides and different things when a new product comes out in one of the shops they're there buying them all and then reselling them on the on the things so these are all annual pass holders influencers people that do instagram people that do um um what's the other social media like twitter and whatever else and then they buy up all the stuff so the pass holders get a 25 percent discount and then when a new like bag comes out or something that's a collectible item the influencers or the pass holders buy all their shit up and then resell it on their own sites. Okay. Which over the last couple of years, Disney's won a couple of cases of people uh, and they can cancel your pass. Right. And they, they can technically sue you because of what you're doing. I don't know how that all pans out, but there has been proven facts about this happening. Disney has done this. So they're upset that people are buying all the stuff and then selling it on a third party site. Okay. 
there's they only pass holder pins that you can get but they get a whole bunch of those and then they sell them to someone else so disney doesn't like you being a capitalism right they don't like you being capital uh, capitalism where you can get their stuff and then sell it or are you making money off them based on your on your youtube channel or your blogs or whatever else so now they're in talks of maybe getting rid of the annual pass program now they say that if you have an annual pass you can keep your annual pass as long as you keep and these are all speculations right now this is not factual this is all what's happening on the forums and different things they say basically they'll let you keep your annual pass as long as you keep it going but if you stop paying for your annual pass you'll never get it again remember they did this for the um lifetime pass holders when the park first opened you could buy lifetime passes but you couldn't keep the lifetime pass they had to write it in the will to give the lifetime pass to your your next in kin, you know what I mean, going down. And if it was not, then it just you lose it, and then you don't get it again because you, you pay like a hundred bucks. Getting in the park now is like one hundred and seventy, right? So the other part on top of that is the pass holders, the, the cast members actually call pass holders pass holes, like assholes, pass holes, because there are a lot of people that are pass holders that feel like you give them an inch. They take a fucking mile, right? They feel like because they paid their $400 for the year or $1,000 for the year, whatever package they are, they feel like they're better than anybody else, right? So, well, that's another thing, Rocktooth. There are people that buy annual pass and then send their kids there and then just drop them off in the park and then and then they leave. There are people that do that. Don't don't even think that's, a, that's not a real thing. That's an actual thing that people do, okay? They just drop their kids off into the park and they come back and pick them up later, okay? Because they know they're safe inside the park. All right. So uh, they they have issues with this because they don't want the pass holders. Most pass holders. I, I, I know I'm very generic here. We don't do this. We've done it a couple times when we have a big family. This is before COVID. We would bring our own sandwiches and stuff because you're allowed to. Because someone sued Disney because they their lines were too long. They couldn't get the food and someone fainted and they... Or they couldn't get water, so you're allowed to get free water, or you can bring your own beverages in now, right? So now people are bringing their own lunches, right? So an annual pass person, let's say you pay six hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars for the year, you go six times, you pay for your you pay for your annual pass. Now after six times, the seventh time you come in, you come in, you just come on the rides, and then you leave, right? Or you just come and eat something and you leave. You're not you're not buying breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Right. You're not staying at their hotel. You're not you're not in that realm where people outside the state are buying a hotel room for two, three nights. All right. Maybe five nights, maybe seven nights, all depending on how long, because you got to remember, remember when we were kids, we would go every four years. Right. Now I go every weekend. Okay, there's a complete difference. So Disney looks at the pass holders and like these are not profitable for us. They're loyal customers. They come back, but they're just filling up the park. And the people that want to try to get in the park can't get in the park because we're at capacity because the people that are in the park, they're not spending the money that the people outside the park want to spend the money because they, they're taking their time out of a week, get a hotel, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, buying souvenirs in the stores. So Chapek, when he came in, Bob Chapek, is the new CEO where he took over over for Iser, uh, Or not Iser, um Bob, is it Bob Iser? Iser, right? Was it? I can't remember the guy who's 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 the who was. Anyway, Bob Chapek is the guy. He's a finance guy. He's the guy that cuts the fat. Well, he's cutting the fat right now. But everyone was like, "Oh, he's cutting the fat. They're going to get rid of some of the stuff in the parks." No, he's getting rid of the actual people that are actually 
It, it's Iger. That's it, not Iser. Iger. Thank you, Wolverine. I, I I don't know why Iser was that. Michael Eisner was the guy before him. Uh, Bob Iger. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, Iger. Yeah. So Bob J Bob Chapek is cutting the fat, and now the pass holders are like, Dude, this is not. You got to watch what you wish for, right? Because now they might be cutting the fat of the actual pass holders. What do you What do you think of all this, Sarge? Uh, with the with the influencers and Disney. There's so much there's so much to unpack here. First of all, if I go to Disney and I buy something and I leave Disney and I sell it because I don't want it in my fucking house anymore and I sell it for more than what it's worth, that's my item. Yeah. I don't see okay, that that part's done. Because Disney's not making money hand over fist anymore, now they have to reel in and get control over certain things. So before what you're saying to me is it was okay to get a bunch of money up front from a bunch of people that had to either go there a lot in order to make up for the fact that they've paid so much money for an annual pass. But now all of a sudden, those people are just not spending enough right. in our parks. So we're going to have to get rid of those kind of passes because we want people to come and spend money in the park, but spend money on everything in the park. Right. Right. So let's trace this back a little further. Maybe if a hamburger wasn't $15, I would buy lunch in Disney World. Okay. You guys have made a family destination into a investment broker nightmare. Like you have to have an X number of money to even go to Disney World. And like if if you don't have six grand to come with your family of four to Disney World, Iger says, don't bother showing up. Well, don't no, bother JPEG, 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 Pick a Bob. I don't care. They're both in the same boat. Okay. Pick the, the Bobs. The Bobs are saying, if you don't got six grand to come over and to, to stay the week with us, we don't want to see you. Like, that's basically what you're telling me. Right. So it comes down to the fact that hmm, it, this is so hard to discuss. Money over time is supposed to be gradual, a business grows gradually. It can't grow indefinitely as they, as everyone is telling you in the marketplace right now. Businesses are supposed to grow exponentially forever. That's how it works, right? That's incorrect. A business grows slowly. So when Disney acquired all of these other businesses to increase their revenue, it went completely off the rails. They spent too much. Right. We made right. we made some poor business decisions. Did you overpay for Fox? Yeah. Yeah, you did. You overpaid for Fox. Does the world throw curveballs and every once in a while you got to take a curve and you got to take the strikeout? Yes. That would be COVID. Right. Okay. You can't tell me that one disease, which is not technically a black plague, but just a normal run of the mill earth has sicknesses disease. Okay, you can't tell me that this one thing is going to destroy Disney to the point where we have to reconstruct the entire their whole business, business model. model yeah, their whole business okay? model. That's a complete and total joke. You grew too fast. You want too much money too quickly right. to satisfy stockholders and investors, and you can't keep up. And now this is called an adjustment. This is called an adjustment. That's what it is. Yeah, because just just two years ago or three years ago, they started raising the ticket prices, and then they raised the ticket prices again, and they raised them again, thinking that people well, because, wouldn't because buy. You, yeah. Listen, 
They raised the ticket price because it's called a free market. If I say it costs ninety dollars to get into the park, and everyone goes, "That's a lot," but you just keep coming, right? And They're they like, go, "Well, let's and see they how go, much well, the numbers, we can go up." The numbers, yeah. did, the, the numbers didn't go up. Or the numbers didn't go down. It went up, right? Hit him again. Yeah, hit him again. Hit him again. Yeah, right. All right, hundred dollars to into the park. It goes, it goes like this, and then all of a sudden it starts to plateau. Just, yeah. just like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're still good. Yeah, hundred and fifteen. Yeah. The, the market says. The market says. If people stop going to the park, or they can't afford to go to the park, or they they start moving the money from one thing to the another. Because if I pay hundred and fifteen dollars to go to the park instead of ninety, <clears throat> then I bring a sack lunch. I'm not buying a fifteen dollar hamburger. Right. That's how it goes. People budget. It's not like. If when you wake up one morning with your family of four and you go, you know what? I just had an idea. We're gonna go to we're gonna go to Disney World. That's the, that doesn't happen anymore. Right. They, right? They, they now plan. it's like now it's like you know what? Maybe we should take the kids to Disney World. Okay, let's plan this out. Jenny's Jenny's two, Mark is four. We're gonna have to wait till she's at least big enough to go on the rides. So let's say she'll be four. Timmy will be like seven or eight, right? So let's plan on that year, right? We'll start saving to go to Disney World for that year. So I got four years to save up money to go to the park. That's the reality of the new that that's the reality of Disney World. People just don't up and show up and go to Disney World. That's right. not how it works. Pass holders do. <laughs> yeah, but not anymore. Yeah. yeah. We Absolutely. don't want we don't want your money up front because your upfront money's not good enough. I want the ticket price money plus all the money. Let me ask you a question. If I don't charge you for the park money up front and i want you to buy a ticket do you think buying the 110 dollars ticket to get into the park is going to stop me from videoing right not right. buying something right using a sack lunch do you think that me not giving you the money up front is going to stop that from people who actually make their business telling you about disney world right especially if they're no. if they're making biz if they're making money off of no. it they'll no they'll still right. make money the person right. who has a business model that goes to disney world the the what, what, what do you call those guys? The, the Disney... Yeah, yeah, uh, they're, they're influencers, YouTubers. They're Disney like, influencers. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Disney influencers. So you, they're just going to chalk that up as a business expense, right? I have to pay X, I have to pay this much money to go to Disney World now instead of this much money. I put that down in my, in my spreadsheet, and at the end of the year, that's called an expense. Right. And right. I deduct that from my actual business expenses. You're not... Nobody here is talking about anything that's surprising. What we're talking about is Disney World putting a stranglehold on the fact that they cannot make tens of billions of dollars anymore. Right. They can only make billions of dollars, right? And now only hundreds of millions of dollars because of the situation that we are that, in. That currently. we're all in, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now, once again, how many TVs, how many how many families, how, many, how much you charge a month? Now remember, Disney Plus didn't exist before. Disney Plus was an added bonus on top of the park making money. Right. Now Disney Plus is a piece of the pie. Not, oh, not it, the I'm going to buy a Bugatti. No, no, right, right. Disney Plus before was I'm going to buy a Bugatti at the end of this right. year. Disney Plus is doing now, well. it's now, now it's the life right. support. Now it's the life support. Now Disney Plus is an actual part of the pie. So now you want me to be concerned yeah. for Disney World. Yeah. I'm not concerned for Disney World. Disney World's not going to go anywhere. Things will slow down. They'll have to pull back some employees. They're going to have to cut some benefits. It's called business. You wanted too much money up front, so now you got to cut back. Yeah. That's yeah. how it works. That's how it works. Yeah, so right now, Disney Plus is their lifeline. It's the it's the breathing machine keeping Disney alive. Because the theme parks used to be the main source, and everything else everything else was bonus. And yes. now Disney, Disney Plus is the life support system for Disney, and theme parks are struggling, struggling. 
right? They're getting rid of, we're actually, we're actually going tomorrow, right? We're going tomorrow afternoon after the kid gets out of school. We're going because they're getting rid of the sorcerer cards that you go around to interact with the stuff. They're getting rid of it because uh, it's just too cost effective. So they're getting rid of it. So it's the last day is on the 26th. So he wants to go do it before they take it away. Right. So. Yeah. So that's that's the Disney story. OK. Another real quick story. Mark that down, Sarge. Next topic. All right. Microsoft Flight Simulator. And I thought this was pretty funny. OK. It says Microsoft Flight Simulator devs still haven't ruled out an Xbox One port. Now, I'm just like, no, no. The flight sim is supposed to be the most powerful, most graphic intense thing in the world. And we were we were shocked when they said that it was coming out for console for the Xbox Series X. I was like, wow, that's going to be cool. Okay. Ever since the release of Microsoft Flight Simulator became a massive hit on PC players, the Xbox Series X and Xbox One owners were eagerly awaiting for the update on port to the two consoles. Now the game has officially hit Series X and S later this year, bringing the game's stunning airport vistas to the console players would uh, around the world. However, news that Xbox One versions is non-existence, all but confirming previous-gen ports was not launching alongside the Series X release. Talking to the Eurogamer Microsoft Flight Simulator project head, Jorg Newman discussed whether or not the Xbox One version of the game would launch alongside the Series X, which is he confirmed it won't. Now, however, he did he does clarify that the idea isn't out of the question, claiming that it would all come down to the number of different factors. What do you think about this, Sarge? Do you even think they should even waste their time? You don't even want me to get started on this one. I do. That's why I brought okay. it up. Okay. Okay, first of all, I, I, I would think the people in the chat right now were pretty much we're 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 above average when it comes to knowing about computer hardware gaming systems over the last decade or so. Would you guys agree? Would you agree? Okay. So do you actually believe that the actual capabilities of an Xbox Series X or a PlayStation 5 is on the same level or same par as what you would need to run the new flight simulator the way it's supposed to be run? Supposed to be, right. The way it's supposed to be run on a home console. I'm pretty sure, unless you're suffering from a, a minor head injury, the answer is going to be no. Now, there's there's no way that you're going to tell me that you're going to make Flight Sim run the same way it runs on a fully decked out right. PC on a console. I don't care how good the console is. So you say that because you want to drum up some interest that maybe it's a good reason to buy Xbox Series X because I'll have a low-budget version of right. a kick-ass game uh. that's run at a lower resolution. Uh, I mean, I want a substandard game on a console. Uh, that's why I bought the PC for that right. kind of game, right? So what they're trying to drum up is more customers for a piece of equipment that will not run the actual product the correct way. That's brass tacks. That's the facts right there. That's the facts. Now, Jack. Will, will it will it run? Sure. Will it look good? I guess to some people who have the head injury, it'll look fantastic. <laughs> okay. It looks but great. As far, it looks but great. As far as looking the way it's supposed to look, as we've seen on some of the footage, and not by the way, not corporate footage, personal people with their decked out systems, <clears throat> YouTubing the video of what the flight sim can actually do. Uh, the answer is no, it will not. 
So if you want to buy a, a Series X because you're all excited about playing Microsoft's Flight Simulator on your Xbox Series X or PlayStation 5, I'm pretty sure it'll run it on those. Yeah. Some of you. No, 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 it'll no, no, be no. Fine. no, 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 it'll no, 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 You're getting it'll mixed up, Sarge. It, it's, no, it, I'm not. Yeah, no, it'll, it's going to run on the Series X. It's, of course it'll run. Yeah, but it's not running on the Xbox One. The, the no. current systems now, that's what I'm talking about. No, no, no. You're, you're yeah. talking about the wrong Xbox. No, no. That's a, that's you a no, you see, you didn't that's listen. You didn't listen. You're talking the, about these series. That's because that, the Xbox, you, the you Xbox have, says the same, the same kind of Xbox. No, Xbox no, X, you, Xbox you, S, no, Xbox no. Series X. I think right now you have the head injury. I wasn't talking about the Series X. It's running on the Series X. It no runs on the Series X. on the one. No oh, yeah. way. That's, that's what the conversation's about. The conversation is about the then Xbox I, One. Then I'll just replace the term Xbox Series X with Xbox One and say the same thing. No. No. Will not run properly. Will not run. That That's what the conversation was. I know it's going to run on the Series X. It's brand new hardware. Of yeah, course it's going to run. It's still, it's still not going to run the way a no, decked no, no. out system would run. No, no. It's, it's not going to run. It's not going to run decked out, but it's actually going to run. It's going to look good. But the Xbox One, we're gonna have we're gonna have a uh, a Cyberpunk 2.0 system here. If if you see that, like that's not gonna look good at all. Not even close. Not even close. Like, look, it doesn't take a genius. When they showed the flight sim, I'm like, that's not coming out for this new system. When they showed Cyberpunk, I was like, there's no way that's coming out for this current gen system. When they showed that other, what's that other Ubisoft game with the monkey? What 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 game is that? Do you remember which one I'm beyond talking about? Beyond and Good and Evil. Beyond Good and Evil 2. Two. Right. Right. Yeah. That's not coming out for Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Well, no but it way. is, bro. No way. But it is. I mean, oh, we, don't even know, we, we don't even know if it's coming out, but there's no way that's coming out for that system. It's going to be amazing. It'll be so bad. It's going to be amazing. What's wrong with you? I, I, it's going to be amazing. I, it, it's so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Anyway, that's, that's the uh, Microsoft Flight Sim for Xbox One. Still not... Still not ruled out. Let me tell you, rule it out. Don't waste your time on the port of of that because you're wasting your time, wasting my time, wasting my money. Okay. Uh, But again, again, I guess it'll be on Game Pass. So have fun with that. I think the game is awesome on PC and I have a low end uh, graphics card. If when I do get an Xbox Series X, I will play it because it's on Game Pass and see how good it is. But on the Xbox One, there's no way, no way in hell. At top, Buck, it, it'll run 30 frames. At with nothing on the screen, you're just on the runway and you're not moving 30 frames per second. And then as soon as you go airborne and it starts to show the rest of the graphics of the of the world that you're in, it's like five frames per second. Go ahead, sorry, no. what are you gonna say? <laughs> no, no, I got, I got, I got no. All right, no. All right, no. I think that's I think that's the easy stories. I think we went through the easy stories. Okay. We have it's time, a, it's time for it's, the we, power hour. We got 50, 50 things left. Okay. I want to talk about I want to talk about Marvel, about the journalism. We I talked about this two days ago on my own stream, but I would like to get your input on this. Okay. Sure. So we're gonna talk about Marvel and journalists. Okay. Just journalism and, and I'm using Marvel as the example of an article that I, I, I got. Uh, we're gonna talk about destiny. Uh, and then we're going to talk. I think that's the two major topics. So, what would you like to hit first? Oh, and it's Cyberpunk. What would you like to hit first? Cyberpunk, Bungie, or Marvels? Which? What do you want to talk about, Sarge? Which one first? Uh, what are the three choices again? It's it's journalists. Yeah, but I'm using Marvels example. Yeah, yeah no, I got it. I got it. We're I got talking it. about 
uh, Destiny, and we're yep. talking about CD Projekt Red. Okay, well, the, the is that going to lead to the wig out segment? Because that, that yeah, sounds we, like it's going to the wig yeah, out Yeah, we segment. could do the wig out section right now. You want to do the wig out? We're we going to do the wig we, out section We could do right the wig out section right now. All right. All right. So you want to do this? No, go ahead. You do it. Go ahead. All right. So what we're going to do here, uh, guys, is we're going to start a new little segment. It's not going to happen that often because we're going to have to need you need a lot of ammunition for the guns we're about to use. And it's not going to be one of these flying off the handle type of thing. But this next segment is going to be called the wig out segment, which is how we're going to talk about the house fire or whatever blaze is happening currently in gaming industry that everyone's freaking out about. But in actuality, there's nothing really to freak out about. It's it's working as intended. But we're calling the segment the wig out segment. It's the wig out, right? So let me let me switch to and let, let me bring up. So what what topic are we talking about first? Okay, I didn't have a wig, so you, I, you, I you can start you can you can start with the Marvel first. Yeah, the Marvel. All right, let me let me bring up the Marvel. Let me bring up Marvel here. I got I got my wig. Sarge has actually got a wig. Okay. Okay, I, I, I want to make sure that when we talk about this, I'm not talking about the individual that wrote the article. I'm not talking about Paul Tassie. I'm using his article as an example because he, he did something that I, I disagree with, and it's a problem that runs rampant. Okay, it's a, it's, a, it's a problem that runs rampant inside the realm of influencers and YouTubers uh winged helmet yeah there you go yeah, this is this is my uh my long hair uh wig sarge sarge has got the whole thing going on here i need to copy hold on one second because sarge i need i need to fix my let me let me fix this real fast there we go there we go there you go look at look at this it's beautiful look at my wig Oh, Sarge has got... He's a blonde, too. Look at this. This is fantastic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this this actually... This was actually my Karen wig that I dressed up for Halloween. Oh, and it's awesome. not really brushed out. It's, it's not really brushed out right now, guys. So you can't really... You can't really get mad about this because usually I get it all I get it all fluffed out and shit. But this is I I I had a wig and I couldn't find it. We have we I have a wig. It's a because I was the Joker one year and I had the wig from. Uh, but I can't find it. I'm, I'm gonna try to find it. All right. So what I'm bringing up here, okay. What I'm bringing up here is the I almost look like the guy from Final Fantasy. <laughs> I, think, I think his name was was Nikto Nikto, the guy from Final Fantasies. Yeah. Yeah. The, the last yeah. Final Fantasy. Yeah. I'm okay. sorry, mine's the cheap one, but you know it was last second. I couldn't find my wig, and so all right. The topic I want to talk about is in Marvel Avengers, and this whole this whole wigging out thing is going off of the fucking second sentence in the first paragraph of this article. Okay, he wrote an article. He wrote an article about Marvel Avengers falls silent with update plans again. Hawkeye's fate unknown. Okay, the very first paragraph, second sentence, he says. In the original, quote, original timeline, we were supposed to have Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, and probably Black Panther in the game by Christmas, right? And I read that and I went, no, no, that's not true in any way, shape, or form. The facts are that CD, and I say CD, not CD Project Red, Crystal Dynamics, okay? Crystal Dynamics came out over the summer. Now, I speculated over the summer. Speculation. 
I said it was speculation. Okay. I said, okay, that over the summer, I said when they showed the four dots, they showed four symbols across the board that were extra characters coming in after the fact. Okay. They never said a release date for any of the dots. They first said the first person we'd like to announce after the fact is Hawkeye. They didn't say he was the first person coming to the game. They just said this is the first person we're announcing into the game, right? It's like like telling you who's in the game. Hawkeye is. Then, while the game came out, they said, we'd like to announce our first character that's coming to the game, which is Kate Bishop. Now, people assumed that it was supposed to be October, okay, that Kate was supposed to come out. Then they assumed that it was supposed to be November. They actually never gave a date for Kate, okay? And then she came out December 8th. The studio head of Crystal Dynamics came out and said, um, Clint's not coming out this year. He'll be out early next year. And they said this in November. In November, they said this. Okay. So here we are. Black Panther has never been said out of their own mouth saying that Black Panther is coming to Marvel Avengers. Now, there are data miners who have found the data and said that Black Panther's in the game, Wakanda's in the game, and of course the fan base has gone crazy because it's coming to the game, even though it was never announced in the game. So here we are with a person that has a pretty big following and is respected in the journalistic world, okay, where the second sentence in the original timeline, we were supposed to have Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, and probably Black Panther by Christmas, and now we only have three characters Okay, we only have one character where we should have had three. Now, him just saying that alone is not the problem. Now people read this, okay? Then other people that are influencers that have YouTube channels of hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people that have, that follow a person, then uses this article as fact and then tells everybody else that we were supposed to have three characters by now inside the game which was never said by Crystal Dynamics in any way, shape, or form. They've never given a hard date of release of a time, like saying January 10th, this is when it's coming out. They've never done this. This pisses me off, and I'm using his article as an example, okay? But this happens all the effing time, okay? I know I'm an influencer to the 30 people that are watching this right now, regardless of who's watching you, Okay. I'm saying something, and you have to make sure that you say, I speculate, it's a rumor, take it with a grain of salt, take something, right? You have to make sure you're clear when you're giving information out that where it's from, where's your source, who said it, what said it, where is it, where is it, where did they say this, and none of that exists. Him saying in the original timeline, we are supposed to have Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, and Black Panther before Christmas is a blame out lie. They've never said it. And now another YouTuber who has millions of viewers has come out and said that we were supposed to have three people by now inside and Marvel's just struggling. One doesn't give to the other, right? And this is the problem with journalism. Journalism and blogging are two different things, okay? I give my opinions all the time. The difference between me and someone else is I tell you they're my opinions. It's my speculation. These are not facts. This is what I think. And these people that write articles and then take the people that are influencers, read these articles and speak it as fact is the problem. What do you think about this, Sarge, as far as the lies and journalism and bloggers and YouTubers and influencers? What do you think? 
Okay, so... <laughs> we know that people need to have work. But what ends up happening, especially in the field of journalism, is because the pressure is on to get clicks as opposed to letting letting readers or viewers get facts from the article now i do know that on his on the top of his page it says i forget what the small print said what did the small print say the small print says news and opinions about video games television movies and the internet okay so whether that be considered a disclaimer or not is one thing the problem that i have is when you put a disclaimer on your page but are using a presumptive statement as your opinion but saying it and saying it to the people in a way that tries to establish it as fact to say that these characters were supposed to be released by christmas when those words were never said by the development company never and one of the characters is, is not even in the game they never spoke is, of is misleading right you can't say in the very topsy-turvy world that we're in now bro you can't say lie anymore. You have to say misleading. We misled you. We apologize for misleading you. Okay, that's that's that we have to say first of all, so we don't get anyone in trouble. However, when it comes to the business model being about clicks instead of being about factual information, that's where the fault lies. The fault lies is that a person who is supposed to be in the position of a journalist is supposed to be letting the public know the facts about what you are talking about in the article that you are writing. If it's an opinion piece and you wish those characters were out before Christmas and you hoped that the characters that were discussed or data mined right. or rumored or whatever was talked about between June and December 31st of the year 2020, okay, is a different set of circumstance now the part that bother, bothers me worse is that young yeah read his article yeah and then regurgitated his article as his article's fact right he didn't go back and check out that crystal dynamics said it or didn't say it why because he used what he believed <clears throat> a credible source right gave information out this is the circle that we're in gentlemen and ladies, whoever's watching, this is the circle that we're in. No bueno, right? You want to have a discussion about something? You want to have to put a little disclaimer on the screen, a salt shaker, a middle finger, uh, a guy doing this? Like, whatever you want to put on the screen to let people know that what, what I'm about to say is stuff that I feel. I feel this way. I feel hurt or I feel cheated, okay? What I feel matters. Okay, instead of it being facts, these are the facts of the article. These are the facts that I'm telling you. The, this is what's happening right now. And then after I say those words, what happens to you as the reader is, how do you feel about that? That's what's supposed to happen. I'm not supposed to receive someone's feelings as fact, and then I'm supposed to base my emotion off of your feelings. A journalist's job is to give me the facts, and then it's my job to see how I feel about those facts. Next fucking story. The, the problem the problem here is 
I could do what they're doing, right? I could just spit opinions and not tell you they're my opinions. And I could spit things to make them sound like facts. And I could probably get 30,000 people to watch my videos, right? But that's just the problem. See, I say stuff and speak facts and take my opinions and tell people they're my opinions. And I get no traction because it is what it is. Other people take lies and make them into facts and everyone's on board with it because they're, they're looking for some cool things to talk about or whatever else. And and that is the way the business works, right? Maybe I should just start talking about things like they're facts, like Disney Plus Plus uh, is coming out and they're going to be charging $30 a, a month for premium movies, right? Not a speculation. It's actual facts, right? No, that's not how it fucking works, right? The, 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 the predictions I say or do or things I... I I make sure that I read the article. I tell you what it is. This is why I read between the lines. Most people that are not playing Marvel Avengers probably don't know that's true or false. They just assume that that's what it is, right? They just assume that's what it is. And that's what I don't like. I brought it up on my, on my stream two days ago. I'm bringing it up here because I wanted to hear Sarge what he thought about it. But it pisses me off. It pisses me off that things like that happen where I don't care if it's your opinion. All he had to do in that one sentence, okay, instead of saying in the original timeline we were supposed to have Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, and Black Panther by Christmas, it should have been, in my opinion, or I thought by now, because that would also state that it's his opinion, I thought by now we would have three characters in the game by Christmas, and these are the characters. But no, the way he's written it and said it is like it's fact, and that is fucking bullshit, okay? Because... He is an influencer, and he does have a following, and other bloggers and other YouTubers follow him, and then they think he's credible, and this is not credible. That's a, that's a lie. They've never said what they said, and, and it, it puts Crystal Dynamics in a bad light for now people will be like, well, you lied. There's supposed to be enough this many people. We were supposed to have 18 people by now because it was all data mined. Data mined's not true until it comes out. And then when it does come out, the person that data mined it was like, oh, yeah, he's credible because he did data mining. And the data mine said that Black Panther was in the game and now Black Panther's in the game. And then you're like, he's a credible source, right? Because he told us he was coming to the game and now he's in the game. Now it's fact. Now it's fact. But before he shows up, it's not fact. It's all assumptions and rumors and speculations. But they're treated as facts. And that we have to stop, right? I wish I could do this with my hair, but I can't. All right. Um, all right. So next story. Next story. Cyberpunk 2077. Okay. There are some owners receiving refunds without having to return the game. Okay. Cyber consumers who took CD Projekt right up to its offers provide uh, 2077 refunds have started getting their money back. And they're reporting that they haven't even yet to have been asked to return their game. Following three days in highly anticipated RPG release in December of 2020 with the host and technical problems, most notable the last-gen consoles, which resulted in a little being pulled from PlayStation Store, CD Projekt pledged to improve overall experience and VI future updates, but also said consumers not wait, uh, wanting to keep at the game could opt for a refund. Several users who uh, choose to get their money back uh, told Vice that they have now received their refund, though, PayPal, but not have yet been asked to send the game back in the case of physical copies or had the digital copy removed from their console software library. One customer who bought the $250 Cyberpunk 2077 collector's edition said, I was surprised I didn't need to send it back. So 
as I still have every, uh, everything as a customer, I feel that they made they made good on it. Just shows proof that they will return your money. Another customer who bought the code for the game through a retailer said, strangely, I still have got access to the game via my Xbox, and it doesn't show to be revoked even though I sent them uh, the code. No idea how they this will pan out in the long run. The refund process reportedly stated that customers would need to return their copy of the game at some point, so they could still be asked to do it at a later date, although CD Projekt Red didn't respond to the request of comment by Vice when asked if the policy would be enforced. So my question to you, Sarge, is do you think this is on purpose? Do you think CD Projekt Red is not taking the games back, but giving the money back to build up goodwill? Uh, corporate speak, yes. But really what it comes down to is the rate of returns is probably low enough that it doesn't matter. They don't want to have to spend more money on the shipment of the game to and fro when the actual answer of why they're not taking back the video games and giving money back is because eventually when the game is done the way it's supposed to and the patches make the game work as intended and the part of the game that includes multiplayer and mtx is added to the game you want to make sure that the largest number of people have a copy of the game <clears throat> on them when those are released so you can make money on those. Hmm. So they're doing a short-term, what looks like goodwill for the long-term investment of people going to pay down the road. That's a good theory. Yeah, that's a good theory that they keep. And George says in maintaining maybe the sales numbers, they could be doing that as well. Well, that that, that wouldn't make, that doesn't really matter, George, because remember, just like the movie theaters. <clears throat> oh, right, it's the digital. Sorry, Most the, of them the, is digital. The comic, the comic book people, if, if, if the publisher sells a million copies, but the stores only sell 200,000, then the number of sales for the comic is a million. It runs the same way with video games. If they ship, if they ship 12 million copies, which is roughly what they did, if they ship 12 13, million copies, yeah. I'm sorry, 13, 13 million copies, then they sold 13 million copies. It doesn't matter that those games are sitting on shelves or in a digital store. That's what they sold. So by that token, the money that they made up front, which is roughly uh, grosses $780 million in the first week. Right, a sale is a sale, exactly. So with the $780 million gross, let's say, let's make it a big number. Let's say 20% wants their money back, right? 20% wants their money back, and then they're going to wait for the patch to come out, and then they're going to get it again and start playing it again anyway. What are they going to do? Charge it twice? Like that would be the next story we have to have that they charge you twice for a game that's broke, right? That would be hilarious. But I don't believe Cyberpunk wants the game back at all because they want to make sure it's in the largest number of hands for when they come out with the other items that are attached to the game. Yeah, I think it's, a, it's good. It's good business. Yeah, I think the the hard. Yeah, it's a lot harder to stay with inside this wig than it is with Sarge's wig. He gets to move. I, I have to stay within. It, plus, it covers my headset. It's nice. Um, I think it's a good theory that, that that's what they're doing. They're they're, they're like, because in the in the big in the long run, they're like, it, the percentage of people returning has got to be minute. It's within it's within it's it, it's within their right within what they thought they would be their crisis parameters, what, as what, the corporate speak guy would say. I, I don't it's know. within our parameters. The number of returns is falls within our parameters. I don't it's I don't I don't okay. even know. What do you what do you think? I, I don't even think there's an article out there that tells you the percentage. I would say it's less than seven percent. 
that people that that return I, it. I told you I, I would give it a big number on purpose just for the sake of argument i'll give yeah. you 20 percent yeah i don't think it's that still, i don't think, i really don't think it still it's, doesn't matter it yeah. doesn't matter i think i think you might be right i think uh as a theory of they they're letting them keep their sales because at the end they are adding more content they're already a multiplayer if it's a year from now if it's six months from now they are adding microtransactions you're more Absolutely. than likely you know i don't know that's 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 the next story. So the next story is uh, Destiny. Okay. So the last story of the night is Destiny. We have uh, a half hour left, so we should have enough. Oh, actually, there's one more story. But we'll we'll go to the bathroom now. We'll 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 we'll, we'll do this one. All go right, to so the bathroom now. Bungie Dev says, Bungie Dev says, still believes that Destiny 2's best days are ahead. Okay. I talked about this on earlier today on the on the show. Okay, so after Bungie split from Activision in 2019, the developer laid out uh, overarching plans for now, self-published Destiny 2. The next chapter live stream on June 9th, 2020, revealed more about the ongoing game, next three expansions, Beyond Light, The Witch Queen, and Lightfall, except to provide content through uh, provide content through 2022. Destiny 2 has continued to evolve in the uh, Beyond Light released last November, and one of Bungie's developers believes the best yet to come. Though the latest expansion has been controversial due to the number of decisions made by Bungie, such as the developer's sunsetting weapons and armor out of Destiny 2's loot pool and an attempt to shift the meta, it also has made largely positive steps forward and the launch of the Deepstone Crypt Raid was solid events in giving Guardians the ability to wield darkness and has added a whole new way to approach looter shooters through Bungie and still working on the balancing of the power. Now, Destiny 2 assistant game director Joe Blackburn said on Twitter today that he felt that Destiny's best days were ahead back in 2020. Now, this feeling was likely muddled by the widespread outbreak of COVID-19 that led Bungie implementing work-from-home orders alongside other companies. But then the announcement of his future content beyond light launch and showed the studio that was still capable. Now, Blackburn said he, he believes his uh, sentiment more than ever, but he feels that there's going to be a lot more work to go ahead. So, quote from Joe Blackburn on Twitter. It says, last year I said Destiny's best days are ahead, seeing what's coming. I believe that there's even more than ever. But we have to work to, to we have to more work to do to get there in 2021. It's going to be a little different in Destiny, taking some time to validate our plans, but accept but expect the state of Destiny 2021 next season. Okay. There are two major takeaways from Blackburn's tweet. First, he warns players that 2021 will be a little different for Destiny 2, as Bungie apparently wants to take time to validate its plans for the future. However, fans are ongoing title will be able to expect the state of Destiny 2021 update during season 13. What I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna prop you with a question. I want I just what do you think of this about him saying that the best days are still ahead? All right, so <clears throat> this is gonna be complicated. Okay, so the wig out portion of the whole Destiny crew. Let's start with this. People have been back to work. Uh, let's let's give it a, a decent amount of time. Let's say they've been back since like maybe the sixth of January. Ten days, maybe ten days. Right? So they're they're back from their holiday break, right? The attitude of the Destiny community is is basically yelling at Destiny. Oh, they're is, fucking wigging out. When are you? <laughs> you're wigging out. They're, when, they're, they're jumping where, off the ship. Where's Where's the content? Where's the PvP? Where's the maps? Where like there's a whole list that if you read these, if you read what's going on in, in the in the channels, it's it's Armageddon. Okay. Oh, they it's just the world. got back. Meatballs they, falling they, from the they, sky. They just they just got back. There's no way that something's going to happen immediately. They just got back. That's number one. Okay. Number two, COVID didn't go away. 
because the digit at the end of the year changed by one right doesn't mean that the entire earth cleansed itself of a disease and we are acting as if everything is normal on january 1st 2021 that's a joke we're moving on the next step is this destiny the core the actual core of the game is broken and i will try to be as gentle as i can i know we have a lot of fanboys just stay with me okay the original way destiny was supposed to pan out as they discussed by themselves in the year 2013 2014 was a story driven shared world shooter and when the shared world shooter ended you had pvp to use the guns that you found in pve which it, in essence at that time is a call of duty roadmap we have a story that everybody plays you find weapons and guns and then when the story is over everybody plays in pvp that's why it's not separate or that's why that's why it's not separate it's all together because of that yeah. because of the structure of the game now everyone understands that's how it was in the very beginning now in the very beginning of the game everyone remembers who played in 2014 that it was grindy because they wanted the 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 reasons why you got the guns you had to use the guns to unlock the perks in order to use them in pvp which gave them time it gave them time for you to find a gun right let's work level the gun let's, let's work for them and use the gun in pvp that was the standard way that the game flowed the way the reason why it went well for a time is because the guns in the game were meant to be used in the game for specific reasons giving you an example certain perks on guns were used in the raid you got raid weapons to use those weapons to help you with the raid. Right. The prize to get out of the raid, besides a couple of the weapons, I'm still talking about Destiny 1 now, guys, is the armor. The armor was the prize. I do a raid to find the guns that help me do the raid better, and the prize I take out of the, out of the raid to bring with me throughout the rest of the story it was armor that was the slate that was the flow chart of the game now they wanted it to do and i use this as an example only because of the of the dlcs that were released only because of that not because of what's currently happening now the dlcs that were released weren't that good dark below house of wolves what they were meant to do originally extend the story more extend it find some more weapons to use those guns in PvP. That is the that is the whole flowchart of the game. Now, because of where we are now, when Destiny 1 ended, and by the way, year three of Destiny 1 was the best time that Destiny was ever at before they destroyed it and pressed the reset button. And why did they press the reset button? They pressed the reset button because there was nowhere for them to go at that point because they had no plan at that point. It was meant to be a game like COD. You finish the game, you play PvP until they make another game. Now, 
when Destiny 2 came out and the infighting happened and they discussed how they wanted it to make it easier because it was too complicated. They didn't want to use gun grind because it was too grindy. So now the perks were on the gun when you found them. Okay? Mistake number one. No reason to grind weapons because I find the gun. It's cool. I'm just looking for a better perk version of the gun. Understandable. But remember, in the beginning of Destiny 2, the gun was the gun. Big mistake because that took out the reason why you were playing the content to begin with. And let's remember the flowchart. Flowchart is play the game, find the weapons, bring them to PvP. Now, if I find a gun, I can immediately bring it to PvP. And so there's no reason for me to grind anymore. So I stopped playing the game. Then it started to sink into them. They started to realize, well, if we want this game to be a games as service where we collect money throughout the year until we make the next story portion of the game, then we're going to have to be able to stretch this out a little bit. Oh, they're stretching, so they, they're stretching it out. Right. So now the stretch became perks on guns, but now perks on guns for the sake of perks on guns, nothing else. The guns don't matter in the raid. They don't help you with the raid. The gun is just a gun because of a checkbox, and you're trying to find for your own personal stuff what gun works for you in PvP, right? That's the purpose. Now, after two years of that, there's nowhere for that to go, guys. We've done it before. You cannot make guns and armor for just for the sake of making guns and armor because the only purpose of it currently is to use them in PvP, right? Originally, it was do PvE, find the cool guns, do the hardest content. Why? Because the guns and armor in that content are best used in PvP. That's what kept the cycle going. But they wanted to change it. Remember, it wasn't an MMO. And now they demanded it. They demanded that we call it an MMO now. But for those of you that have played MMOs, you and I both know it is not an MMO. It's not an MMO. Yeah. There's no questing. There's no reason to quest. It's a checklist of items. I want this gun because I don't have it. I want this gun because it's got this perk. <clears throat> but let's be honest, guys. The meat and potatoes of the game is no longer there. The point of you playing a game is to create armor and weapons that allow you to do something else in the game. A difficulty level based on gear, not based on level. I need these items to do this activity. They took that out. It's just a checklist. It's a fundamental <clears throat> core. It's broke. That place, that place in the game is broke. Yes, PvP is amazing. Yes, the gunplay is amazing. But the COD flowchart of what they wanted to do is now fundamentally broke. So they tell you now you're going to play content that they took away that they're going to put back in, and you're going to get weapons with different perks on it. Which are the same weapons that they, they took away which from is, you for the first which time. Which is the same weapons that you had. Nobody cares for that. The structure in their world, how they want to do it, should be as follows. It should go back to the way it was, where I'm doing the hardest content, and I need specific gear in the world to do said content. 
And then once I have grinded and got the gear that allows me to do said hard content, the prize in the hardest content is a piece of gear that I'm allowed to take with me throughout the rest of the story. Not 47 guns <clears throat> to take with me, but two or three pieces that are really cool in that activity that I'm allowed to bring with me. The cool guns that are within that content are used for that content. The perks on it make me better in that content. Sure, you can use that weapon outside of that content, but it doesn't become an OP weapon to use in PvP because of it. So, short version. Hard content, in their mind now, the way they wanted to do it originally, hard content in Destiny should be giving you pieces of gear that you use in PvP. That's the flowchart. But now, the weapons and armor from the hardest content no longer matter because it's sunset. Right. So a piece right. of gear that I have spent my entire year trying to get is no longer good depending on at when one you point got it. in when the year, you, whenever you got I it. got it. Right. So now you are making me grind for the same thing even though I just grinded for it. Well, Rule number one, rule number three broken, which is respect the player's time. You are trying to overinflate my time in the game in order to get me to play a game, to play the same game without any changes right? for no reason. This is the problem that we're in. This, Hawk, is, the, this Hawk, is the quagmire that we are in. Hawkmoon right now, they have the random rolls on the exotic weapons now, right? I'm not, I don't even have the Hawkmoon. I had the Hawkmoon. I don't want the Hawkmoon again. I really don't care if I get it or not. I might get it sometime, but I don't really care. But according, right? but I, but this is the reason why you have to get it, Mike, because according to community, according to the community, and according to the influencers of Destiny, they tell you that hand cannons are the meta in PvP. That's great. I don't, so I, I, want, I don't, so I don't, you, I don't play PvP. Yeah, but I don't play I think, PvP. I think Wolverine is in chat. Wolverine, am I wrong on that? Do they not push hand cannons right? Oh yeah, yeah. Right no, hand cannons are the who yes. want to be in PvP. Isn't yes. that the, what the new meta is? Yeah, right. I I don't play PvP, and even if I did, I wouldn't use it. Right? No, but because well, I'm a I'm person that always pushes against it, and I'm talking for me specifically, right? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going for Hawkmoon because I don't really care because it is a PvP weapon. It's still good in PVE, but I already have a gun that's good in PVE. So why do I need that to be good? You know what I mean? Like I don't need it. So the problem even now with the with the random rolls for Hawkmoon, now you're going for exotic weapons for random rolls, and what's the drop rate? What's the drop rate to get the God roll exotic roll for Hawkmoon? That's irrelevant. Yeah, no, it's not you're, because you're, you can only run the thing what, once per character each week. So that's three times that you're running it. If the that's percentage, arti it's artificial, artificial obsolescence. That yeah, but if it takes you a hundred times to run it, you might be lucky and get it on your first one, or you might get it on your on your hundredth try. Yes, but the reason why I want that gun is irrelevant now. Yeah, but that's the problem. But there's no, there's no, nothing helps you get that gun at a better percentage. It's just the luck of the draw. Yes. Right? It's just the luck of the draw. Yes. Which is stupid. Yes. Which is dumb. But you're looking for the specific role because the really good role can be used in PvP, which gives you the repeat method. As I've said, the fundamental core of the game currently is broken. The reasons to do what you were supposed to do originally in Destiny is broken. They don't know. How to, I, I know it's broke. They don't know how to fix it because they've painted themselves in a corner. Okay, 
the game was never meant to be seasonal based. The game was meant to be a COD story with PVP. Yeah, no, I get that. Now, now you can say whatever you want. There's this argument about they need to make money. They need, that's why the microtransactions is there. That's why the silver is there. I got news for you. Okay. They are making a COD every year. Every year. Bungie by themselves, by themselves is making a COD every year. Yeah. It's just disguised as destiny. They're, they're fine. They're fine. Our anger as a community is because the voraciousness of the of the player base wants more story and reasons to get guns to use in PvP. So how so and this is this is the case, what is the band-aid used to put a stop to a game where the guns are now fundamentally broken? And there's no way really to catch up and fix it because they can't release enough guns to to, to offset what they've taken away. Well, the answer is we make abilities part of the PvP now. The abilities is what you want to go for. So you hunt for the abilities in the PvP or PvE to use in the PvP. But of course, that took you a few weeks to drag it out. And now you have full abilities of your of your stasis to use in PvP. Now, of course, in a game where gunplay was 80% of the player base, what you were doing, guns with a grenade here or a super here every once in a while, now turned into an ability-based game. It's an ability-based PvP. So, of course, there was going to be outrage. Of course, for six years, we've been playing guns with some magic. Now it's complete magic with guns. So, yes, there was going to be a big, a big division in the population. But as you and I have discussed in the past, bro, the bubble around this game... With a line through it, the line being how long the game has been around, the bubble continues to move with the line, meaning that the player base of people who want to play this game are inside this bubble. When you no longer want to play this game, you just moved on the line outside the bubble. You are no longer part of Destiny, but other people who have not played it are. It's not to be a lifetime game. We as people want it to be a lifetime game because we love it so much, but it is not designed to be a lifetime game. Right. It is designed currently right now to be a games as service, and they're deciding on the fly which direction they want to go to, and they're watching how big the bubble gets depending on what they choose. So right now, there's a bunch of people who are PvP players who don't like it because the fundamentals, the core systems of the game are different. So they're going to step away. But other people who are getting involved, and by the way, you've had to see them, because when I play, all I see is level ones and twos and fives, and I see all these guys playing with these really no, low numbers. And what week are we in? Week 12? Right. Week 10? Okay. So there's always a new group of players playing that don't know what we know. And so they only know what they see. And so currently, the meta is magic with guns. They don't care what you think about the game. You setting fire to your head and running around screaming on the Reddits that the game is dead and whatever else you guys think is happening to Destiny, the game is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. The only change happens 
when there's a large influx of people that don't play anymore. When you stop playing, then they ask questions. They ask why we stopped playing. So as of right now, there's nothing wrong with Destiny. Everything's done exactly the way it is. You may get some PvP maps in the, PvP maps in the summer. Maybe. But it doesn't matter because enough people are playing this game on a daily basis that it doesn't warrant their attention at the moment. So either enjoy the game and play it how you want to play it, but please, for the love of God, get off Reddit. The game isn't dead, okay? The game is not dead. Sorry, I had to. I had to change my my it's my fun. pic my picture. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the, the the problem the problem I think with Destiny is that th this is just more. And I know I'm I'm probably out on the side with the 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 world's coming to an end, right? So Destiny is never going to hit what he when he says. The best days are best, ahead. Best days, you're out of your mind. Remember, remember last year at this time, out of your mind. When they said, well, actually, it was way before. It was the, it was in 2019 in November when they said, uh, this year, Destiny will be like no time that it's ever been before, right? And that can't... I agree, I agree, I agree with that statement because you've changed the fundamental yeah, gunplay exactly. to ability ability play. I so, agree with that. So it, we it, we came and went. We went completely around uh, the year. And and Destiny never hit what whatever was supposed to happen, and then we the got Euro, we got Europa, and this him saying the best good. day is in life. No, no, it, it is it's good, but it's good. Yeah, but there's forty percent of the game missing, and they and they gave you that. Uh, right? Absolutely, that's that's why it's good, right? Because that's the new stuff, and they got rid of the old stuff. Now, them giving us Witch Queen and Lightfall two years in advance, what it tells me that it's going to take them at least another two years. To get the game where they want it to be. Currently. Right? Where they want it to be currently. Right. Where it was at the end of Destiny Year 3, Destiny 1 Year 3, it's going to take to the end of Lightfall, okay, to get where they want to when they make the next Destiny game after that, okay? It's just one big test. It's never going to get it. You can be entertained by it and stuff, but you're being, you're being conditioned on how the game is. It's never, ever going to be the game that you think it's going to be. And this is perfect example. I said earlier today, okay, is that people are getting, I don't want to say a lot of people, but there's YouTubers out there that are talking about Anthem and they're getting excited for Anthem because of the skill trees and all the changes they're making. We get excited about games before they launch because it's the potential of what this game could be. Outriders, the potential of this game is so much. It's so good. It's, it could be the best game ever. Right. And then it lands and we're like, uh, and then we're waiting for the next DLC and then we're waiting for the next expansion and then we're waiting for the next announcement. Soon as Destiny fans get whatever they're supposed to get, whatever season 13 starts, was it February 9th or whatever? February 10th, they're going to, oh man, I can't wait to see what's happening in February 14th or uh, 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 season 14. And as soon as season 14 comes out, I can't wait to see season 15. The grass is always greener. You're in a field and you're looking at the grass across the across the, the stream. You're like, man, that grass looks a lot better than the grass I'm on. That's Destiny's MO the entire time. It's to bring you along and to make you think that you see what you're playing right now? It's good, right? What you're playing now is good. We got better stuff for you. We've got better stuff for you. Just stick with us just a little longer. 
just a little longer. It's been seven effing years. Nothing's changed. Look at it. All right. Yes, you've gotten new guns. Yes, you've gotten new worlds. Yes, they've given stories and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's the same shitty gun system. It's the same shitty system over and over and over. And they just keep giving band-aids. And this is when I go into the next part of this, which is the TWAB. Okay. The TWAB is that they're, 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 um, hold on, let me bring it up. Oh, it's over here. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, they're bringing back, this is what to tell you, sticking around this year, as we have mentioned in the past, we're moving away to make the seasonal content stick around longer to reduce the amount of FOMO, otherwise known as the fear of missing out. Okay. Uh, the fear of missing out. In Destiny 2, our goal is to help players experience na uh, narrative beats and activities even if they start playing later after the season has ended. Here's a look at what's sticking around from the season of the hunt until the end of year four. Story missions will be able to be launched from the from a node in the director. Wrathborn hunts. Adored quests will continue to be available. Crow's vendor screen on Tangled Shore. Hawkmoon's exotic quest and master activity. Seasonal seal and warden titles. Uh, seasonal seal must still be earned by the deadline of the Bungie rewards page due to the issues blocking the triumph will be uh, adjusting the uh, it's deadline. Here are a few things that will no longer be available at the end of the season. Crow's bounties, message from the field, seasonal artifact, and season pass. Shifting to keep more of the content around after the season ended has created some of the weirdness, uh, the weirdness for the seasons of the hunt, which are initially designed assuming that the old model is this is why. Crow has uh, still hanging around in Spider's Lair right after being... Um, kicked out of the earlier in the season you may see the uh, anomalies involving crow in season 13 as he'll be moving to a new destination while remaining on the tangled shore to enable a uh, season of hunts content tied in inventory season 13 should avoid these rough edges as content as it's been designed from the outset to, re to remain throughout year four they're also bringing back umbral engrams that are back they're pretty insane okay back in 2020 seasonal rivals introduces a new feature called umbral engrams which allowed guardians to focus awards to the type of weapons armor rolls and the most desired the system was well received was it was it well received by the community so it decided to do a little tuning and bringing them back to season 13 as well as the future seasons in year four while the new seasonal activity will always provide the fastest path to earning new rewards we wanted to ensure that regardless of how you spend your time in destiny umbral engrams will allow you to chase new rewards similar to the season of arrivals umbral engrams will drop from completing variety of content and we have paired back a number uh we have paired back a number of activities will will drop from you as focus on the following activities patrols strikes crucible gambit the ordeal public events blind well nightmare hunts exo challenges empire hunts and new seasonal activities note Humble engrams also have a chance to drop from defeating enemies anywhere in the game. So even if you're not grinding this list of activities and playlists, you'll still be earning some umbral engrams. Now, you may notice a few umbral engrams sitting in the inventory than before. While there was fun to watch umbral engrams rain down on players in season 11, the drop rates were higher than expected. And so we're rebalancing the drop rate. We're also in, in, a, in a short quest to show players how to use the new prismatic recaster Read more about this below. The focus of Umbral Engrams, the quest account-wide, so you only have to do it once. Okay, just in these sentences that they're talking about, right? We're adding something back that really didn't, people really didn't like, but we heard you. Some people liked it, so we're keeping it. Oh, and by the way, we're adjusting it because we didn't really like how it was working before. 
So we're going to adjust it a little bit more. Oh, and you had too many umbral engrams. So now we're going to take away umbral engrams for you. So you won't have as many. So what does that mean, Sarge? Does that mean that you're going to play even more? Because yes, they drop from all these activities, but they're going to be dropping in less. So the grind is actually more uh, on an angle. You know what I mean? Like a, like a steep not, curve. I'm not sure if, if, if people in chat are going to understand how I explain this next part. The the fundamental issues in the game that need to be changed in order for you to feel good about going for loot are not there. They're just not there. I'll give you a good example. Like besides the fact that we've been killing the same four races forever, because I don't count Taken, okay? Taken are just everybody else with better moves, but we're killing the same guys over and over again, right? In order to give a gamer something to go for, they they had the right idea, but they didn't close on it. Right. So they, they made some, they made a couple new guys, right. To go after, which are kind of cool. The Vex, the Vex guy looks like he's from the Matrix and the mech that the Fallen guys have. Right. The issue is, is that they're just a thing to shoot at. It becomes a shooting gallery. It's not something that you fear. Right. If I saw a mech and it was new, the way it should be told in the game is you need to have either this armor or these weapons to kill this, to kill this guy. Otherwise, he comes in and he just destroys you and your bullets do damage, but you would be out of bullets before you would actually kill it. So it makes you go for an armor set or a gun in order to kill said enemy. That part of the game is completely removed. That is part of every MMO. In order to go to another region in an MMO, you have to be prepared to go to that region, either by level or by gear. That's not done in this game. This done, the, the, the way that Destiny does their game is completely on looks. I can make myself look the way I want. I'm hunting for numbers. The numbers are in the right spot. And then I just make myself look like the way I want to look with transmog. But that doesn't do anything because even though I look cool, there's no options on those weapons or armor that helps me kill guys in that area, right? That's what's missing. That's a fundamental core of a shooter looter. I need to be prepared to go to this area. I don't have to be prepared to do shit. I can just put on whatever I want, land on any planet, and let's begin the shooting gallery. And I and I demand I demand that a purple gear drop every five and a half minutes. Otherwise, mm -hmm. my time is wasted. I instead of instead of looking for guns and weapons that are used for a specific purpose in the game. That is intentional grind. What they have in the game currently is manufactured grind for the sake of time, not for the sake of purpose. And this is what I mean when I say fundamental core of the game is broke. It's broke, right? Stringing you along, giving you an artificial reward system for the sake of getting a reward because I'm playing the game is not rewarding. Going for a, going for a set of gear in order to enter a dungeon that is intentional. I have to put together this gear that I can find from this area in order to do this activity. That's intentional grind. And then once I'm in that activity, the harder to get items are in there. And then I can use those items in PVP, like the flow chart is, and be able to own people in PVP with it because why? Because I earned but, it at but, that yeah, point. But, the, but okay. that's 
That's the flow. That's how it's supposed to work. Yeah, but they're not doing any of that, right? I know they're not doing any of that. Here's what they're doing, Sarge. They're also adding, uh, what are they called? Glides? Is that what they're called? Or guild? Guild. Guild core ritual titles. A new border around the seal of Triumph UI. A pip tracker. How many times you've in your career you've you've gilded a given title. A new color symbol for all the title over and over overhead over your head. So so basically, they're adding symbols around your titles now. Like this is what the game has come down to. You're 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 grinding for titles and how many things that you how many times you've gotten that title. So each season, your optional gilding objectives will reset. And may even change to fit the unique experience of any given season. All of the base objectives of the title will be preserved. And your title will revert to the typical purple coloring. Which titles will be affected? The four core ritual trials, ordeal, crucible, and gambit. Okay. These changes are results of your constructive feedback. And we'll get more. We'll get from all the flavors of all the players in Destiny's community. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Like, this is... This is this is just not the game that I thought it was going to be when they told me a game like never else before back in 2013, right? This is not that game anymore. This game is the call of duty of the renown of resetting how many times you've, you've played the game and how long you're playing the game and how long you've implemented your life into this game. So you can go down a checklist. Go. Don't forget the milk. Don't forget the bread. Don't forget. Don't forget the eggs. All right, that's all this is. Go to the grocery store, collect all the stuff that's in the game. Have fun. Thanks for playing. We really appreciate you. This is the best looter shooter in the world. I mean, even even if you were to even if they were to change it up on a weekly basis, you know how like one week it's it's uh, trials, right? Uh, not trials. Uh, Iron Banner, right? One week a, one week a month is Iron Banner. So everybody gets all psyched up. And the reason why you do Iron Banner is because there's an, a, a way to get four or five pinnacles out of it for that week if you are if you want to get pinnacles so you can shorten the gap and how long it takes you to level up your character, right? But they don't think of anything else that's innovative to keep yourself busy the rest of the weeks. So how come I don't get to like maybe do a, a large map that six people can play on and we're defending the city from an attack just for that week? That's because it's, it takes time to like, make and they don't want to take the time to make anything new. I'm just I'm just giving on examples. There's there's no outside of the box thinking. They're trying to use now they're going to use the actual activities that we did before like blind well or menagerie or so you took it away and now you're holding on to it and then you go, "Oh, look, they're bored. Let's go through our toy box and pick out one of these things because they like this one." Like that's not making anything new. You took it away so you could bring it back to make us feel better that you took it away. Like it doesn't make sense. You don't have items in the game to keep people vested in what they want to play. I liked PvP when I first started. I thought it was amazing. I love PvP in D1. The, it was much better. The, the gunplay was amazing, but according to what uh according to what Bungie staff and a part of the community have said is they're concerned about power creep. Okay, well power creep is going to happen because you have to have a badass weapon in order to kill people with in order for them to feel bad about it and then to go go for that gun that they just got killed with that's the whole point of those weapons if i'm getting destroyed by a gun constantly and i don't have it that's the reason to go get it so i don't get destroyed and then once that happens we all have the same gun and then it becomes a little bit more fair right everyone's got the same kind of weapons 
That's the natural progression, but that's not how it works anymore. It just doesn't. You're always going to have power creep. There's no way around it. The idea is the power creep should be limited to the sphere of influence that that content exists, meaning that the perks and the abilities for the armor and weapons during that season are good and are badass during that season. And then when the story continues and we go to a different planet or a different season, the guns that we were just using, sure, you could keep them, but they no longer serve a purpose because the perks on them were only good then. So you drop most of them by yourself without being forced. You drop most of them, but the ones you keep are either because they had a good role, you like the way they look, you like the way they fired, and so you keep them. But there are other pieces of gear in the said content for that season that are the top-end pieces of gear that you had to do the top-end uh, activities in order to get them. And those are the gears that you pick up, the pieces of gear, and you take with you. I'm going to take this one to the next season. Not because of Sunset, not because of anything else. It's because that was the prize for that season. Yeah. That that no longer exists. No, it's, it's just a, a fundamental it's, it's just, broken it, it's core. It's just a checklist. I, I yes. I'm I'm a little disappointed in in. I'm in a, in a conversation. I I'm not on the show tomorrow for the Rages Round Table because I'm not. I haven't played this game. I just haven't played it. Right. I I can't. I can't bring myself to play the game because it's it's the same boring stuff. And I and I I have to practice what I preach. I don't want to give money. I know it's just ten dollars. But I don't want to play the game because it's just not it's just not fun for me anymore. I literally log on like I log on to Fortnite. I log on, cr grab my daily and then I leave like that's basically it. But there is no dailies in Destiny. I, I log on. And I'm like, oh, let's do it. Nah, I'm done. I, I'll go play something else. And I get it that it's six years old going into the seventh year or whatever. It's just it just doesn't hit for me anymore. It just doesn't hit. I want to play it. I'm trying to get myself back into it. But there's no reason to do it. There's no reason to get the new guns. There's no reason to get the there, new guns because I, I can use any gun I want in the game to go, to go do whatever I want. That's correct. There's a there's a fundamental difference between grinding for gear and artificial convol convolutedness. The numbers on the gear really don't matter because they're only giving you abilities back a set amount of time. The armor of the old Destiny was that I got this armor because... It blocks more damage from this guy, or I get to fire and it does more damage to this guy. Like that was the reason to get those pieces, but all the pieces are the same. And it's a convoluted it, system it, because it, the numbers, the, the numbers are meaningless. Only in tens do they matter. Look, only in tens do they matter. And the rest of the numbers drop off. It's like it's an artificial complexity to something per, that doesn't need per, to be that perfect way. Perfect example. There's champions, right? There's there's overloads. You need you need uh, um, uh, to kill the champions. You need certain weapons and mods to put on it. Not anymore. They put a weapon in the game that you could take the barrier guys down with the lament, right? With the sword. You don't even need the actual mods they put in the game to use on weapons anymore to knock down the shields for barrier mods, right? For for champion, you can literally use lament for everything. It feels awesome. You feel powerful. But it's broke. In their own system, it's broke. Because you needed the mods to go do these things, okay? But Lament, you could just kill kill everything anyway. So why do I need to change my weapons? Why do I need my mods to do anything? Right? 
Think about the system they've created for themselves, and then they broke within one one season. Right, because because it's a band aid. Because it's a band aid. <clears throat> you know, adding a adding a currency every season until you choke, and then decide to take away eight currencies because you have too many currencies is that's a band aid. It's not because it's a foundation and you're building up a foundation. It's because you still don't know which direction you want to go to, and so you keep changing it up depending on what what you want to do for that year. <clears throat> no, ET is not coming closer. All right, George, he's not coming closer. Um, yeah. So, look, I, I, I honestly, I truly mean this. I loved, I love my stripper girlfriend, Destiny. I want Destiny to be a better game, but it doesn't matter what they do. The fundamental core of this game is broke. And I, I said this earlier, a pig with lipstick on and a wig is still a pig. Okay. No matter, no matter what you do, it's still a pig. Doesn't matter what dress you put it in. Doesn't matter what lipstick you put it in. It's a pig. And Destiny, doesn't matter what they dress it up as, the fundamental systems in the game of the leveling system, of the gun system, of every system that's in the game is broke. And the only thing they can tell you is that wait wait for it next season it's going to be better next season wait for witch queen it's going to be better in witch queen the pve is what teases you to make it a better game now if you like the pve which i do they're even pushing me out even further because now i don't even have to play the season like if i don't finish the season now i can come back at the end of the year and finish all the seasons later with all the story missions and stuff i don't need to buy their game now thank you bungie thank you for saving me time and money where I can get you on sale later on, or just wait completely till it goes free to play, and then play all the seasons later on. Right? That's that's basically what they're doing. So when 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 Witch Queen comes out, I'm pretty sure that all last year's seasons that we we paid ten bucks for for each season will just be free later. So, okay, that is the end of Wigan out here, and that is the end of our show. Sarge still got the wig on. See, not me. E.T. took my spot. Okay. Um, GXG, Generation X Gaming, is a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. I do appreciate you coming out. If you're here for the very first time, make sure you hit that follow button down below or subscribe button down below. It's absolutely free. Um, hit that like button. Helps us out tremendously. Tremendously? Is that a word? It is now. Hit that like button if you haven't hit it. Hit the disengage button. I don't care. Hit the, the F off button. I don't care. Just engage. Engage. Which engage are you gonna do, Sarge? I'm gonna do the uh, I'm gonna do engage, right? I'm gonna do engage. All right, please engage. Um, we're here every single Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's about a two-hour show. Uh, the show is over. The stream's gonna stop, but then I'll, I'll go live again right after. Uh, I do appreciate you guys coming out. I do appreciate everyone. If you like to go above and beyond and help us out in any way, shape, or form, just share it. Share. Hey guys, please share, like, and subscribe. Okay. And then also, if you like to, you can hit that join button. It helps us out. I do appreciate you very much. As always, we'll see you guys on the next one. Take care. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.